Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into Nick's Mail Dot Bag, presented by the Strickland. I am Alex Wolf. I'm editor in chief of the Strickland, and I'm the the usual host of this little show, except for that one time when they decided to try to, you know, usurp me. Uh, and today, I speak of, of course, are my two uh, partners in crime here. I will introduce the one who decided to show up into our into our episode uh, uh, recording room first today, which is Matt Weiss, who you might know as Matt Weiss in real life, uh, who you might know as Warm Perm on Twitter, who is here to talk about Spider-Man and nothing else today. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to get this uh, out there up front. I just looked it up. This is episode 44, Alex, so... There you go. <laughs> I'm going to selectively choose to forget that later and Fair enough. call it episode 69 again. Wow. Um, never mind. I'm striking this. Actually, uh, we're not going to do episode 69 because Schwinn does the odd numbered episodes. We're going to steal it from him. Yeah, that's fine. That, well, we have episode 420, guys. If the Knicks make the playoffs, would that be. We could maybe Ooh. make. 25 weeks from now is about when they'd be in the playoffs. We could probably pull off our live show for episode 69. Yeah, that would be pretty good. All yeah. right, we'll see if we can figure it out. We'll, we'll keep that We'll keep that in mind for the, for the future here. Uh, the other person you've heard speaking is none other than Wack Delizio, who you might know in real life as Zach Delizio, who you might know as uh, ZJ Delizio on Twitter. Wackery, how are you today? That's uh, I'm good, man. Thanks for the intro. I was just doing some weird head movements, like you guys can see me as like a yo, what up? And realized you guys can't see me. Neither can the listeners. Can so you describe the weird head movements for me? Uh, it was kind of like like um, I actually don't know how to describe it. Kind of like a robot, but horizontally, like yo, what up? You know what I mean? Like a horizontal <laughs> robot. You following me? <laughs> what? <laughs> I tried my best, man. No, <laughs> like a horizontal robot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've what got it. About? Alex, can we like can we pause the pod and do this one on Skype just so that Zach can show us what he was doing? 
No, because no, I'm just yeah. gonna keep trying to imagine what a horizontal robot looks like the entire time. Like, what? Why do you think robots are vertical? Well, well, so no, I mean, like, like on the plane of vertical, right? When you're stand, when you're doing the robot, your arm is uh, parallel, or yeah, parallel to your body, right? So, like, sure. it's like vertical. But I was doing horizontal, just kind of going back and forth. But it was your head, my whatever. It's uh, perpendicular to my uh, body uh, because uh, I was in a geometry class. Guys, all right, I'm I'm done with this. All right. <laughs> anyway, if you're listening to this episode of Nick's Mail That Bag, you you might notice that this is the the free episode. We do also, of course, offer a number of podcasts on Patreon now. Uh, which, if you, if you just listen to this in your regular feed, you might stumble upon some uh, 30 minute episodes from from here and there. Those, of course, are not full length by Strickland standards. We're usually like hour plus sometimes as much as damn near two hours what was our record the other week did we do like two hours and five minutes something like that yeah, yeah. i don't know if that was our record well i or we not, i guess we're not counting the the marvel and star wars pods because those were yeah those were really long yeah. but anyway yeah so you know there's we're usually you know rocking some longer episodes if you see those 30 minute previews those are actually previews of episodes you can listen to on patreon uh for six hours a month you can uh, listen to the Friday edition of Pod Strickland and the every other week version of Nick's Mail.Bag with uh, Schwinn and either Jeremy or Drew. And then for, and you also get into the Strickland Discord, which I must stress again is like the most fun place on the planet to talk about basketball. Uh, and then the $9 tier on our Patreon gives you access to Strick and Roll, which is Schwinn's new solo podcast just had a really good episode with uh, john schmilk the other day from wfan who also is like a giants reporter and all this other stuff uh very good episode there and you get exclusive written pieces from jack huntley and matthew miranda which uh are always fantastic so definitely check that out if you haven't already if you want to gift yourself something for christmas if you celebrate that's a great self-gift and help support, uh, you know, people whose content you enjoy. So definitely look into that if you don't mind. Uh, I, so with, um, yeah, I just want to say something else about the Discord, Alice, before we get to the questions. I feel like, you know, you mentioned how good it is to talk about basketball there. Also, all of the, not all, but a lot of the Strickland contributors are like very regular Discord users. Um, like yes, people, if you want more time with us. So like, you know, I know like, you, you use a Discord through a Patreon a lot of the times. It's probably not the case for the people you're like you're expecting to interact with uh, anyone but other fans. But like Alex in there all the time, Schwinn's in there all the time, Collins in there all the time. James is technically in there, but like I mean, is he really saying anything productive? Probably not, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you even pop your face in there. Yeah, very, very occasionally. Uh, Drew's in there a lot. Yeah. Um, Zach, I've never seen in there, but I was. Was. It's slowed down. It's holiday season, boys. Got Zach to, has like his like fif- his like fifteen year old Xbox name as his name in there. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I, I was trying to be edgy when I came up with that, but that's only because I was on Discord way before you dorks. Yeah, I've been yeah. on Discord for I mean not as long as you probably Zach, that's but I've been right. on Discord for like five years. Show some respect. I, Should we show? No. Should we just call Zach uh, Syfex the rest of the way? <laughs> I was like, is that some like weird like Discord assigned username that he has? No, no. I think it just sounded cool. You're just a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right, Syfex, shut up. <laughs> oh, I hate you. All right, Fred. 
I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> You've got mail. All right. Our first question comes from uh, our good buddy, Fred Cancer. Fred from Fresh Meadows at From Meadows on Twitter. And this will have sort of a combo question with Schwinn because Schwinn asked, asked something that sort of went with it with some breaking news. Schwinn snuck in a question right before the buzzer. But uh, Fred first asked, by the end of January, and assuming no one is out due to COVID protocols or an injury, which caveat for that in a moment, uh, do you expect Deuce to be in the rotation? Or put another way, roughly how many minutes do you expect to see him play on a nightly basis? Thanks. And then Schwinn, once the news just broke right before we started recording that Derek Rose is going to be out, uh, sounds like a minimum of eight weeks with an ankle surgery that just sort of came out of the blue. You've got mail. Uh, Schwinn asked, do you think the Rose injury actually hurts this team in the short term significantly, considering his recent play since the first month of the year? And could this be a blessing in disguise uh, regarding playing time for Deuce and or Grimes? So I guess, you know, we could sort of answer this in tandem. Obviously, the Rose injury plays into the Deuce equation. So before we say anything about Grimes, let's sort of address Fred's part here about where we see Deuce in the rotation now with this sort of unavoidable news about about Derrick Rose, um, be, you know, having the, the ankle surgery and being out for a while. Um, Zach, I'll throw it to you first. What do you think about Deuce and, and what his potential role is going to be going forward? I mean, I think it's inevitable he's going to get some minutes. Um, I mean, so it's always it's always tough, though, right? Because we always think it's inevitable, like it was with quickly last year, and then he kind of, you know, he'd like shy away from guys sometimes. It's a little weird, but it does seem like like Deuce is too much of a Tibbs guy to not get minutes at this point. Uh, even even if Rose was healthy, I I, I suspect that he would have gotten some shot at some point. You know, guys rest, whatever it is. Um, I, I I have a hard time seeing him not getting minutes, particularly because he does not have to play the one. Uh, he actually played he played point guard way better than I thought he would, uh, and I guess it was just that one game, which which really sucks. But uh, he he was really impressively poised. Uh, that that really stood out, and and that's something that that quickly is tr- still trying to learn all the time. So to me, what that means is that Deuce can actually play one, two, or even three, I think, off the bench. Uh, so I think the fact that more rotation minutes have opened up in general is going to be beneficial to him, even if he isn't necessarily playing the one. You think Deuce could play the three off the bench? Yeah, for sure. He's so small. Yeah, but yeah, who's like... he, what wings are you playing against off a bench? No one has wings off the bench that can post anyone up. And if they do, do you think... That like, let's think about it in reverse. Do you think if Burks had to match up with Deuce, that that would be a mismatch for him on defense? Because I don't think so. All right. Well, let's no. let's put it oh, this no. way: If it, could you ever see a world where Tibbs would play a lineup? Because uh, this is literally the only lineup where Deuce would have to be the quote unquote three in the lineup. Could you ever see Tibbs playing a Kemba uh, quickly Deuce uh, like lineup? <laughs> At the what one about, three. What about IQ RJ Deuce or IQ Burks? RJ is obviously the three there. Well, okay, that's fair. That's true. Okay, I, I mean, yeah, okay. Just because they have enough guards. I, well, they don't have too many guards. They don't, yeah. Yeah, because no more rows. I guess, uh, yeah, that's a good point. 
that it just doesn't work. I mean, I still think that's true. I just you, you make a good point that it's not going to happen. I mean, he can maybe you know just matchup wise guard threes, but like yeah, no, no, I don't absolutely. think he'll be the like even nominal three in any lineup because no, you're right. Yeah, you'd have to play with two ones. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I guess you, I guess yeah, you're exactly right. RJ would be considered the three, even if like it's sort of a toss up. Like it doesn't really even matter that much anyway. It's who they're guarding on defense, so. Whatever. The point is, yeah, like, I think in, in what scenario are you going to, like, unless it's like, I don't know, I can't think of a two off the top of my head that you'd want RJ on instead of, of Deuce, but, like, RJ's probably going to be on the three. Right. Right. So it would have to be, yeah, Kemba and IQ, which could happen. I mean, I don't I think it's, I don't doubt think it, it, but, yeah. I mean, look, he hasn't been playing Kemba at all. So do we really think Kemba's going to start? Yes. I, I mean, we'll, so. we'll, get, we'll get back to Kemba later, but Kemba's definitely going to start. That would be bizarre. <laughs> I gotta say, like, I don't, I don't really understand that if that is the case. But I, I mean, I'm sure it'll get shot at some point. Yeah, I just think, I, I think that the whole rationale of Tibbs benching Kemba fully in the first place, if you listen to what he said, was we can't play a lineup of three undersized guards all at once, and. That was what because he was like, well, because Burks is starting, so that right. means yeah. you know that I if I was going to play Kemba, I'd have to play him with Rose and quickly because there could never be mixing and matching amongst bench unit and starters. <laughs> right, that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be full platoon. So you know, like I can't play that lineup of three guys for extended runs. So Kemba's totally out. So that that kind of makes me think. Yeah, but, I, I think I think we're going back to the original starting lineup for better or for worse now. And Burks doesn't go back to the bench because I don't. I just don't see him. Tibbs doesn't want to start quickly, and he can't start Burks anymore. Yeah, I could almost see a world where Burks continues starting, but where RJ gets benched for a little bit when he first gets back, and you know, and then Kemba plays for. I mean, maybe I, I just like because Deuce is going to answer Fred's question. Deuce is going to have to play. Um, so again, you know, going back to what you just said about what Tibbs said when when Kemba was benched, Alex, like the bench lineup can't be Kemba IQ deuce cause he's not going to do it. Um, yeah. so I don't see, I mean, maybe RJ goes to the bench, but like, I think given that it was very obvious in the like two games, RJ was back between getting sick and getting COVID that it was because he was sick for so long. He was playing so poorly. Um, I assume Tibbs is going to stick him right back in the starting lineup. And honestly, like Burks, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think Burks has been just like terrible in the starting lineup. Um, I don't think they're using him right. I think he's overextended. I would just, I, I he needs to go back to the bench. I think those things are true, but I don't think he's been terrible. Uh, he's definitely overextended and not a point guard, but I don't think he's been that bad. I think he's, I think he's waned between, you know, being so like in that Hawks scene, for example, he was great and it seemed to work because you put Julius back in this position of, yeah, you know, of being the facilitator or whatever. But lately, even when Julius has been sort of in a position of power, it's still been like 50-50 on whether he gives a shit or not on, you know, possession of possession. So, you know, that's kind of made the whole Burks thing not work quite as well because... I think, yeah. It's really only working if Burks is hot. Like, he was yeah. he was playing well in the Hawks game. If he's playing... I mean, which, obviously, if he's playing well, the lineup works. But, like, I think... You know, if like Burks is not is not giving you anything if he's like not really having a good game. Um, I think that I think that you could very easily let's just say that like for how great the you know 
the bench lineup was to start the year with Rose, uh, Quickly, and Burks, mm. you could create sort of a a you know replica of that with Deuce at this you know at the one spot there, and just continually be like, let's run in transition and let's you know play fast off the bench and have a good time and you yeah. know obviously obviously Deuce isn't Rose you know he's not a former MVP and you know yeah. like. 12, 13, whatever year NBA veteran, but it, you know, he can do some similar stuff like running in transition. He's got the elite hops, you know, to, to go up there and try for some dunks or whatever in transition and stuff. We've already seen him do that. Um, you know, he's, he seems to have a pretty good sense for one to pass out. He has actually, you know, for this stage of his career, Rose pretty similar skills in the, you know, the pull up three point shooting, the spot up three point shooting, the pull up mid range game. You know, it probably isn't as good at finishing around the rim, but he's you know, also he, not going to get there nearly as much, which yeah. will be a problem. But yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a decent like, you know, as far as third string point guards go. I I mean, depending on what you would call him, whatever deep bench rookie option, it's a pretty good one. And he did look really good with quickly in that one game. Like, yeah, they, I think I would keep him. I keep him quickly really well. That's why. That's why I think you. That's why I think you have to start Kemba though, because yeah. like. Tibbs isn't going to go quickly deuce RJ Randall Mitch, you know, even though probably Fournier should also be benched, but um, he's not going to do that. So like, I think you have to start Kemba and let deuce and quickly play together off the bench. God, that would be an amazing starting lineup. Cause think about Mitch with IQ and deuce looked so good because he was actually getting like yeah. credible perimeter defense, which then let him do his job easier in that Houston game. I mean, that's that what I would do. I would that's that would be my starting lineup. IQ Deuce, RJ, Mitch, and Randall. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna argue with Although that. Although I guess the bench would be a fucking disaster. <laughs> Poor Obi yeah. would be yeah. screwed. If you have oh. Kemba, Fournier, Burks, oh, Obi, and Noel, that's like that's really or, or Taj, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Noel might have something coming in similar soon, like the Rose yeah. situation I, where I honestly like I mean I, Obviously, I hope Noel is fine and has no symptoms. However, this is probably good for him. He he needs to take some rest. Yeah, we've yeah, been playing it for weeks that he needs to not be playing right now. Yeah, because he's now in COVID protocol as well. So like, yeah, he's going to get ten days off. Like he definitely needs that time, and hopefully he's asymptomatic and and fully vaxxed and boosted and all that stuff, and is able to get through the the COVID positive with minimal symptoms. If any. Yeah, I mean, but, I find it interesting that we haven't heard. We've heard like implication that not every Nick is boosted, but we haven't actually, not that we would necessarily find out who, but like, I'm curious how many it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a thing where that's been like, I could understand being in the middle of the NBA season. Like, Oh yeah, it's tough. Some of these guys might've had adverse reactions the first time around and and might be like, Oh crap. I don't want to like get knocked on my ass in the middle of the season. Right. By a booster shot. Yeah. yeah. And even best case, that's like your rest day. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm fucked up on my rest day. Jesus. And I, yeah. I mean, also, I, I would kind of assume that probably most of the guys who were in protocols were not boosted. And given when they went into protocols, it's pretty understandable. Like, the you weren't eligible to get a booster if you weren't immunocompromised until, like, November 20th. Yeah, right. Exactly. So... Yeah, lots of factors at play there, but let's uh let's get into the to the the meat of Schwinn's question a little bit too. Like, 
do we think that because Zach, you had you had sort like so I got to break this news to both of you before we started recording about Rose's injury because you guys hadn't seen it yet. Because it literally, I mean, the news dropped like 20 minutes before we started recording. Yeah, you're welcome, by the way. If I didn't delay us, we would have we would have missed yeah, it. <laughs> we would have missed it, and we would have been sound like idiots this whole yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, people people would have been a little confused, I think. If, yeah, yeah. We would have immediately invalidated like 20% of our yeah. answers. Yeah, I mean, we, that whole answer to Fred's question would have been like, well, you know, you got Rose. Tibbs might be playing Kemba again because he's playing well. <laughs> it would really just be totally... Wrong answer. Painting yeah. himself as a savior desperately right now. Yeah. Would, it, would have been a great way to start the show. But yeah. anyway, like, so to Schwinn's point, does the Rose injury actually hurt the team that much? Because he really, I mean, he was just kind of playing so-so after the first month or so of the season, which probably has to do with the fact that we're now learning, you know, I don't know what his ankle injury was. Maybe it was like a bone spur or something that just was, you know, irking him that he could deal with with treatment, but now is finally deciding to just get taken care of. I, I don't know what the, the details are there, but obviously he's been hobbled by this for a while now. Uh, Zach, you seem to have sort of a reaction prior to the show, like, oh, shit, the Knicks are fucked. <laughs> like, do yeah, you think I this mean, is a, a big loss even I, with I how he's been playing? I don't think fucked because, like you were saying, he, he sort of not fell off, but definitely slowed down. But the, the problem is that the skill set he brings is one that I don't think anyone else really has. Maybe RJ. Uh, assuming that the theory of him being sick and that's how he's playing like dog shit is right. Um, he can also get to the rim, but Rose is the only guy who can get to the rim. And that mm. concerns me yeah. because who else can do it right now? F- tell, pick a guy. Cause I can't, I can't think of a single about me. Obi, <laughs> Obi in transition. Does that count? Yeah. I mean, no I will actually say if these last two games are an Kemba. indication, yeah. Kemba. Yep. Can. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. I would like to see that against a, you know, a, a little more uh, competition. I guess against a team that's not a glorified G League team. <laughs> yeah, because you really. But isn't every team right now a glorified G League team? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, he's he was even when he was doing doing okay in the beginning of the season. It was he was not getting to the rim at all. He was just pulling from threes, which is yeah. okay. That's fine. Some mid range, but he was really not getting to the rim. So I'm not counting on that, and I, I, that'd be that would be great. That would be a game changer. But I I don't think you can count on that, and and that role is super important. I mean, r- the good news is Rose would be back for the playoffs, which is where you really need him, uh, if that becomes a thing, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think they will miss him just from that perspective alone. Mm. I, yeah, c- can we revisit the? Um... Kevin Knox body part black market maybe because I really, <laughs> you know I, I think Kemba could, could really well no I mean Rose's ankle is already fixed but Kemba could really use his knees right now <laughs> I, I think that was the idea all along right no I know that's what I'm saying like we can we yeah. just like you know maybe try to get that emotion for real this time because uh, somebody needs to get to the rim like Zach said so you know Kemba mm-hmm. with Knox's knees you don't need knees to play Fortnite. We could probably find an evil mob doctor somewhere that would be willing to perform yeah, that surgery. Absolutely. Um, I don't even remember what the question was. Oh, Rose Lindry heard of the team. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be... they've. I don't want to say they've been fine without him for like essentially a month at this point, between him being kind of crappy because he was injured and then not playing for the past few weeks, but... Um, 
they've kind of tread water. I mean, as best they can. Like, it's not it's not him. Like, I think they're just going to be. I don't think it's going to hurt them because they're already not playing that well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I think I think there's something to be said for like, you know, they'll miss him being there. You know, so I think in no. that in that capacity, they'll miss having him on the team because he definitely is a guy that a lot of the young guys look up to and stuff, but hopefully he'll still be like rehabbing at the next facility once he's able to and stuff like that. And they won't miss out on him fully for like eight weeks or whatever. Um, although Woe's just tweeted that it could be six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, news breaking as we're recording this whole time. Um, but like, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I think, I, I think ultimately they'll be fine. And hopefully if he comes back healthy, it'll give them a nice shot in the arm, particularly if they're doing pretty well by the time that he comes back, that would be like a really great addition. And maybe could be kind of similar to like how last year he came over, you know, in January and like totally changed the trajectory of the team. So if they can manage to tread water and stay about 500 and then get a fully healthy Rose back, uh, maybe they run into a situation like last year where they start playing overwhelmingly better once he gets back. I, so. I think the way like this becomes a problem is if Tibbs is going to be stubborn and be like, okay, all you know, Kemba's playing thirty minutes a game and Quickly's playing twenty, and Deuce is going to play five when like I literally can't play either one of them more, and you know that's it. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a pain. Although hopefully. Hopefully with Kemba, they sort of have learned the lesson too. That like he needs to have his knee feeling good for that that burst. Yeah, I, I mean they need to rest him. I think more than they even were when he was playing every day. Yeah. Um, because, um, last yeah. last part since we're taking a, a pretty long time on this first question. Um, it with the second part is Schwinn's question. He also asked about Grimes. Do you guys think that the the Rose news opens up time for Grimes at all, or I, I mostly think he's going to be unaffected thanks to Kemba kind of reemerging. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe a little bit for Grimes, but I think, you know, there'd have to be, I, I think Grimes' real chance would come if there was another injury or someone else going to COVID protocols. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think Grimes is still going to find at least a little bit of playing time anyway. Maybe, but I don't, I just but, don't like, I think the 10. It, like, yeah, I mean, I think the 10 right now with, you know, once quickly inducer back is the the five old starters and then quickly deuce um, Burks, Noel and Obi. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or Todd until, until Noel's back. I, I just don't see where you fit Grimes in, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess it would have to be a situation where Tibbs would have to relent on the 10-man rotation right. a little bit. and. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe play an eleventh man for a few minutes every once in a while. Which right. maybe if maybe Kemba would factor into that if Kemba starts, you know, getting a little bit of less minutes to keep his knee feeling good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that would yeah. require a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of adjustment from Tibbs and whatever. Yeah, I mean you can't do your hockey substitutions like he likes to do if if you want to do that. Yeah, exactly. How are you gonna put six guys in for five? It just doesn't work mathematically. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> You That's know. a great point. I didn't consider that. I also do want to say that uh, I think Deuce actually did play better than Grimes uh, in, in those. They each had like one game, right? You know what I mean? Like Grimes, they both had really good games. So I, this is obviously nitpicking, but Grimes was more of like, I'm getting hot from three and I'm just not going to miss, which is something he's going to do because he has that really high release point. So it's hard to disturb a shot. That's not too surprising, but that's just sort of the thing that's going to happen. Whereas I thought Deuce looked like 
like legitimately like an impact player. Not that Grimes wasn't, but it was just like it was so impressive what Deuce managed to do in that one game that if I was the coach, I would be putting Deuce ahead of Grimes in the rotation if I could. Yeah, I think Deuce just offers a little more on a night-to-night basis of what the right. Knicks can't get from other yeah. players. And a little more versatility. At least, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think that's fair to say. Whereas Grimes is sort of like a like at his best is sort of like a Reggie Bullock with more ball handling. You know, at this point, like I would say borderline significantly more ball handling, but like right now he's more or less like a spot-up shooter and a great defender. And, right. and that's mostly how the Knicks are going to use him. And you can get that also out of Burks with more creation. Exactly. Or out of Fournier, minus some of the defense, but with more creation and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't know. And and with RJ, too. So I don't know how much they're going to go to him uh, ultimately. Although I hope it's for at least a few minutes a game just to kind of keep him keep him fresh and keep him you know ready in case he needs to come back in again. Uh, anyway, we're going to move to our next question. Finally, it's been a while. You've got mail. Uh, Jeremy Hall. This is a very meta question, by the way. Jeremy Hall at SQClean on Twitter. Uh, assume short for squeaky clean. Who on the Knicks roster is meatloaf and why? Approach this however you want, but here's one way. Who is perfectly good but has a name that keeps people from giving him a chance? Or <laughs> who did Alex cook for Thanksgiving? Zach, since meatloaf's your favorite food, you can go first. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to. For- I was really hoping you passed it off to me two times in a row. I think, Matt, you want to take this one? <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm not Zach first every question so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Matt, would you like the honor of going first? No, because Alex doesn't want me to have it. Well, oh, see what see what's happening here, Alex. Do you see this? Zach is a meatloaf hater, so I Discord just want to throw to Zach. Ranks. You were going to get first on the next question, Matt. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> we're on our second question. Damn this it. This be a more <laughs> socialist podcast, and you're clearly a capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, who's, who's, uh, let's do the first definition, because obviously I didn't cook anybody for Thanksgiving. Uh, who Who is perfectly good but has a name that keeps people from giving them a chance on the next? Uh, you know, so it's a good question because I think the people who don't give a chance are the people who have names that would also not give them a chance. So I think it actually winds up pretty well. Maybe, maybe Jericho. <laughs> I don't know. Jericho. Like, have you ever met a person named Jericho? <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> I'm serious, bro. I, uh, I, Chris Jericho, you know, that's a last name, dude. Doesn't count. Clearly. But he just goes by Jericho. You okay. met Wait, what? I asked if you met anyone named Jericho. I I haven't met Jericho now. That go. would be nice Matt, though. But I was more thinking just like met a person named Jericho. No. Wait, was no. that an affirmative or a negative? I have not. I have not. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. So that's a. It's such a like like whoa. A guy's name is Jericho. How could he be a good basketball player? But he might be better than Nerlens Noel. But the, yeah. yeah. How many Nerlenses do you no, know? No, exa- but this is what I was saying. I was thinking of <laughs> Nerlens when I was like, that's a dude whose name says, I suck at basketball. But he, yeah. well, like, he hasn't been playing that well. So I mean, so, no, actually, yeah, Nerlens is really like, he, he sounds like, like he should be like, a, I don't know, something nerdy. I mean, More what like about- Nerdlins, am I right? Yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> nice. He was waiting on that. What about Obadiah? Because that's I was thinking of Obi, which is a sweet name, but Obadiah. If you, you can have my current, 
If you let me on my turn, I was going to say Obadiah. Oh, I was just spitballing. Okay, there you go. You should have gone first, dude. I offered it to you. <laughs> uh, here's why it's Obadiah. Because who's the first other Obadiah that comes to mind? Obadiah Stane, the villain in Iron Man 1. He's a bad guy. Obi Toppin's a bad guy. That's what Tibbs is thinking. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah, the, the nerdy part hasn't come in yet. I Oh, yeah, I forgot to advertise. We're doing... At the end of the podcast, we are going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home a little bit. And we have a few questions about that. But we're going to make sure that everybody knows, in case you haven't seen the movie yet, because we're going to get extremely spoilery with the talk uh, and talk about the whole thing. But anyway, if you don't want to see the movie, you have to keep listening. You can only stop listening if you want to see it and don't want to be spoiled. So James Varcita has to keep yeah. listening. Okay. Yeah. And also <laughs> Hugwife, apparently, who also made fun of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. All right. Um, yeah. I... I was actually just going to say, I think ironically on the Knicks, the coolest names get the least burn. And therefore, I can only assume that Tibbs, uh, like Meatloaf, I guess is sort of like an on the nose name. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Tibbs is a big Meatloaf guy normally and doesn't like like uh, what's like a really weirdly named food. Uh, Meatloaf? No, Meatloaf is on the <laughs> nose. It's a loaf of meat. <laughs> By the way, I, I appreciate Jeremy for tacitly getting on my side with this question. He didn't outright say it, but by the freezing of the question, I can see he's on my side. Whatever. Anyway, all right, fine. Let's move to our next question. I'm tired of being dragged through the mud for like a meatloaf, a timeless, <laughs> timeless dish. Okay, I might say. I don't think you know what timeless means, but go ahead. Timeless. Anyway. You've got mail. Uh, all right. So our next question comes from our Discord, from the Strict Cord. Uh, Jax365 uh, asks us, uh, which Nick player in history have you got an obsession with like Skip Bayless has for LeBron? I don't, I don't know if this has to be a positive. Like, obviously with Skip and LeBron, it's negative. But I feel like I, I don't know if I ha have too many guys that I have like that negative association with. But I definitely have some that I'm like obsessed with in a positive way. I guess we give one negative, one positive each. Uh, Matt, who's your who's your negative obsessed player of of your time as a Knicks fan and then your positive one um hmm I, you know I forgot that Skip Bayless hates LeBron um, how did you forget do you yeah, ever I not think scared? about fucking Skip Bayless ever he tweets about him like once a night I know but I just like I follow Skip Bayless actually because it, you know his tweets are hilarious but it just like I just kind of forgot because I try not to think about him too much um, okay so I wasn't really remembering that I should be thinking of a negative obsession um, the player I love is definitely Mello. Um, just because I feel like I'm always defending him lately. I mean, not, not like it doesn't come off that often, but when he does, I feel like I have to defend him because, uh, you know, the backlash is really there on him right now. And Mello's just, I love him. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what Nick I hate. Oh, come on. Through all those years, you can't think of one Nick that yeah. you hated with a burning passion. The problem is I didn't really start watching until 2010. Okay, so oh, 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 duh, Barnani. Oh, yeah. God damn it! Oh, oh my God, Zach is mad that you took the most obvious answer on the. Yeah, Barnani. I know that was the only one I could think of. I don't oh know. damn it! You took the one guy that everybody hates. <laughs> well, listen, you know what? Here's the thing: is like it's not Barnani's fault that they traded a first round pick for him. I mean, but it's his fault that he sucks and doesn't. Yeah, well, it's not his fault that he sucks. <laughs> no, it is. It is. 
he actually was not that bad. He just didn't try. He really didn't give a shit. Yeah, I know. That's true. Um, I'll let you complain about him, Zach, because I, I really, I, I mean, like he, like it was annoying to watch him play, but I really don't hate him that much. I usually reserve my hate for players who aren't on the Knicks. Yeah, I, I agree with that in general because I, I'm a well-adjusted adult who doesn't obsess with people that I hate. So I just kind of forget about them, which is actually why it's kind of hard to remember. Because, like, who who did I actually hate? Why? I don't know. There's no one I hated. I'm sure there's someone in, like, the 17-win season who was fucking annoying to watch. Oh, Wu Amundsen. But he played hard, so I didn't really care. He was just bad. Oh, you know, you know who always annoyed me? Aaron Aflalo. Oh, yeah. oh my god, that's right. I forgot about that guy. I'll say I'll throw Cole Aldrich in the mix for being like a, Cole Aldrich? a total coward. Fuck Cole Aldrich. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, that's true. But yeah, he left his teammate to like Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, it was, pretty, the it whole was pretty funny. Team. It was pretty funny though. He already had one tooth knocked out. Yeah, you want to lose one tooth knocked out. You can't go get another one knocked out. No, Cole Aldridge sucked, man. Screw him. (laughs) On top of it, he did suck. He was terrible and was getting like a ton of playing time for no reason. Cole Aldridge hook shots will live on forever. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other other hate players. I mean, of course, there's plenty. None that really stand out to me, though. Like, Cole Aldridge jumped to my brain right away of like, who's the guys you hate? It's like Cole Aldridge, definitely. You know, here's another one thinking more about it. Um, original version Derrick Rose. Yeah, that's true. He's oh, done a lot of work in the PR department. But yeah. was, <laughs> I definitely don't hate him anymore, but when he was here the first time, oh, God, that was fucking annoying. On that note, too, joking Noah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was not only like, not only did the way that he le- was the way that he left an embarrassment, but he also on the court was an embarrassment. Like, and he like openly admitted he was just too drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, too lit for New York or whatever. Yeah. yeah, fuck him. Um, so that's the negative ones. I'll I'll say I'll throw for a positive one. Spreewell is always like my top positive guy that I'm always just like. Like, you know, I, I freaking love Sprewell. Like, I would I would die for Latrell Sprewell. Um, other, other than him, I mean, I, I I know it's it's like a silly one, but I always I always loved uh, T Max like two months. On I the knew next, you were gonna say that. Player. You mother, be more predictable, dude. <laughs> I I own a T Max jersey. Know, Everybody knows about I know it. That. So you know why would I not say that? Um, that's actually when I started watching. Um, when t- they traded for T Mac, because that, that's when I was like, "Oh, they're definitely getting LeBron." I need to start actually paying attention to the Knicks before they get LeBron, Oops. so I don't feel like a bandwagoner. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, now we're here, eleven years later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know what? I'll say uh, Steve Novak and and Jr. Smith. For yeah, the, yeah, those yeah. Those are good ones. Jr. Oh my God, Jr. Jr. is such an enigma that I can't put him in either category. It's just Jr. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's his own thing. One year he went the most loved, and next year he went to like most hated for all the shoe untying and all of that. Oh my god! I mean, shouts to him by the way for apparently he's been doing really well at school. Good, good yeah, that's fucking awesome. But he was, yeah, he was up to some shit that season, bro. Like there was that was not the only thing either, was it? There was other stuff going on. I just yeah. can't remember. The shoe tying is like the funniest one, but that is yeah. objectively hilarious. The yeah. shoe, the shoe untying was the next season, but like 
during the good run for the Knicks, his shenanigans started, but we laughed it off. But that was the you trying to get the pipe thing. Yeah, that's yeah. not shenanigans. Like that's legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, that's just real life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. The other thing, the other thing with the during the shoe tying thing was when he tweeted out the the pic of the girl's ass. Oh yeah. Like when they were laying on the bed together, and he tweeted out a, a picture of this this girl's ass that he was seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with whatever God. caption, and people were like, "Jar, what the fuck are you doing?" Oh my dude, this guy <laughs> was on Twitter before. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was online. Wow. You've got mail. Anyway, all right, we're gonna move to our next question from Jax three six five, which also Schwinn asked another one that was pretty similar to this. So we'll we'll do them in tandem again. Um, so Jax asked, so Chris Vernon was talking about a De'Aaron Fox trade. Would you be happy with that? You've got mail. And then Schwinn also added, uh, if you had to include either Obi or Quickly as the headline young player in a package for Fox, forget the rest of it. Just assume it's a price in picks you're cool with. Who would you keep? So first we'll just react to the, I didn't hear what Chris Vernon said about a De'Aaron Fox trade. So I don't know what the meat of that was. Was it specifically the Knicks? Does he just think that he's going to get traded sooner than later? I don't know. Uh, but would you guys, uh, Matt, would you be happy with getting De'Aaron Fox in a trade? Um, I love De'Aaron Fox. I think he's really cool as a basketball player. Meh. So no. Because he's a nerd. Is that why? He's like, yeah, his, his, uh, his profile picture is, is uh, him, uh, him like drawn as Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's cool. him as Vegeta so much as it's just him as a Saiyan. No, I remember when he I remember when he got it. Like the guy was like, Hey, Darren, I drew you as Vegeta. And he was like, This is so dope. And oh, okay. he, yeah, and he uh, made it his profile picture. I so. always just thought that it was like him as a uh as like his own version of a Saiyan. But either yeah. way, that's cool shit. Yeah. So so I think he's very he's like I like him as a person, but like I don't I don't really want them to trade for him word uh yeah i well zach i'll throw it to you next what do you what do you think about fox oh um i honestly have not watched him much this year so i i can't really say right now but i will say in general i was a pretty big fan of him uh as a player and think that the king's organization is a fucking joke so you know i mean how many times do you have to see people you know go elsewhere and do well um and I mean, it's fucking Sacramento, dude. Like, what more do we have to say? You know, I I, I don't know. I granted, he's inextricably a part of it because he's been there so long at this point, and they're still bad. But I I don't know. That guy is fucking dynamic, and he can score and he can pass. Uh, maybe the defense uh, could use a little work. That's for sure. But um, and he can't really shoot three so well. So that's definitely a negative. But there are worse players to, to be, you know, really the type of point guard this team needs. Yeah, I'm looking up I'm looking up stats right now because I was just kind of like curious what his shot diet is like. Cause I mean, my biggest thing with him is it, <laughs> I don't want to invoke this. I it, is but is he sort of like going down a path of almost like a Russell Westbrook ish where he can score the ball and you know, like can do lots of great things on the court and like can can impress you with his insane athleticism and speed and leaping ability and everything else, but ultimately, you know, can't improve some of the skills that are necessary to be on, you know, like a successful 
star on a team in the NBA, like three point shooting, for example, where he's shooting a career worst, I might add 26.3% on four attempts this year. I mean, I don't know. That sort of stuff worries me when you're reaching, you know, the fifth year of a guy's career. He signed a max contract extension. So like if you're trading him, you're you're signing up for another uh, another four years after this uh, of De'Aaron Fox on a on a max rookie contract where he's making, I think, 30 plus million dollars, if I'm not mistaken. I could double check that real quick. He's making now uh, it, currently just under 30. But by the time his deal is over, he'll be making 37 million dollars. Um it's just really? it's little, thirty-seven million by the end of his deal. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, all at that point, this is just a reevaluate. Like we have to reevaluate all these guys. You know, that's a crazy amount of money to me offhand, but I think that's just going to be the standard by then, right? I mean, it'll still be a max contract for right, his but not. Scale. It's not as bad as it seems. No, it's not like a super max. He's not making right. like a. He's not making like fifty million in four years, like uh, John Wall, but. You know, he's it's still not fantastic. All right. So I just looked it up too, just out of curiosity. He's ugh, ugh, ugh. on pull up threes this year, he's shooting twenty two point nine percent on two and a half attempts per game. Honestly, that's better than I would have expected considering he's shooting like would you say twenty six from three? Yeah, he's shooting thirty three point three percent on one and a half spot ups or sorry, catch and shoots a game. I All mean right. just not not pretty though. I, I just so I guess maybe we can move this to Schwinn's part of the question. I don't think I'm giving up any of the primo assets for De'Aaron Fox. And that might sound like snobby or whatever, but it's mostly just because I'm like, you know, I don't know. Maybe IQ or Obi won't ever end up as good as De'Aaron Fox is right now. But I can see a better path for them having long NBA careers where they, where they like impact winning more than De'Aaron Fox necessarily does. That's, because, of that's because of the contract, not because of the player. There's no fucking way we can say that either one of those guys is even close if we just look in a vacuum. Yeah, but we also could say like Obi and or quickly might not have to be signed for a maximum contract too. Well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. It's the contract yeah. that's the problem, not, not the player. Schwinn didn't give you the option to say no. Okay, well, in that case, I mean, if I had to do it with one of them, I think, unfortunately, just thanks to the commitment to to Julius, it, it would be Obi, and I would I would hold on to IQ. Interesting. I was going to go the opposite way. Who are you going to say? Because then, like, IQ becomes semi obsolete with having right. Fox on the roster. Yeah. yeah, I guess maybe that's and Fox and Obi would be a really fun combo together. Yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And they like there are ways to keep Obi to get Obi minutes with. Julius on the roster, Tibbs just doesn't like really want to use them. Um, so I think it's, you know, I don't really know how like Fox and IQ are not necessarily redundant, but like you just have so many other guards that like if I don't see the point in giving up a forward. Actually, yeah, never mind. I'm changing my vote because I want to see, I, I think small ball with Randall and Obi, which Tibbs is slowly but surely coming around on with Fox would be awesome. So yeah, you know, I'll switch my vote. I'll go with IQ. Uh, cause I, I, I think that would, that would probably be the way to go and just sort of like replace quickly's minutes. And then some with Fox as the new starter and hope maybe he's got a little more going in the jump shots department than he showed so far. Exactly All right, those, those numbers are him. really dire. He's not been that, I was just pulling about that. That's like a career low by a very significant margin. 
He's his his career average is like thirty two percent, which obviously is not great, but twenty six. I mean, he's he's probably just having some bad luck here. I mean, yeah, but it's a little worrisome that. Okay, so he shot thirty one percent his rookie year, thirty seven percent his sophomore year, which had everybody thinking like, "Damn, De'Aaron Fox is gonna like really take off," and then twenty nine percent. 32%, 26% these last well, three right, years. But, but look at the – it's the attempts, right? The the one with by far the most attempts was last season. At and 32%. 32%, which is like, okay, you know, that's – and that's where you would expect his trajectory to go, right? Like the numbers don't go skyrocketing up, but the attempts do and, and the percentage goes up a little bit. And now this, is, this just seems like a pretty clear anomaly uh, in the early season. Like if he had hit uh, – if he hits three in a row, like that number is going to be 30%, I think. I'm just doing – I mean, yeah, it, it would add like 3%. He only has like 120 attempts. So, you know, it's tough early. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it all goes throughout the rest of the season. But anyway, I think we can move to our next question here. But good good questions from Jax and Schwinn. You've got mail. And we actually have another one from Schwinn. Uh, <laughs> this, one, this one we could go pretty short on because it's kind of sarcastic. But uh, Schwinn asked, did Kemba need to be benched to – Get his quote fire and desire back, <laughs> uh, Zach. What do you think? Did he need to be benched to get his fire and desire back? Uh, you say no. I, I'm try. I don't even know how to answer that question. Honestly, <laughs> like, I don't this, know. This seems Walker, like a common so. a common occurrence on this podcast today. All right, Matt. Do you are you prepared <laughs> to answer the question? That yeah, one of us for the um, last hour. I mean, I, <laughs> I I think actually, I mean, I know it is sarcastic, but like to kind of tie in the next question a little bit, um, which you haven't asked yet. So I guess that's kind of confusing, but um, it, y- yes, I, I think he like, he's kind of pissed off at Tibbs and I think that certainly helps. Yeah. I, I think that he, I think he needs to be benched to realize that. I mean, it, what's funny is Schwinn actually was talking about like the whole time with Kemba early on in the season that he needed to like play more assertive and mm-hmm. play more like Kemba Walker. And that's kind of precisely what we've seen these last uh, couple games where he's, I mean, he's kind of got that fuck you attitude to him. Mostly it seems like directed at Tibbs, <laughs> um, but you know what, whatever it takes. I mean, it's not, wouldn't be the first time that Tibbs had a player sort of like pissed at him that played well. Um, I think we just saw it recently where he called out, uh, he called out Mitch and uh, he called out Mitch by benching him and mm-hmm. RJ publicly for saying he wasn't working enough. And both of them went on to have great games. Uh, so, you know, maybe Kemba's just the latest in the long line that's had that happen. But that's a good point that we should just kind of move to the next question because it, it sort of gets into that. You've got mail. Uh, next question comes from Faz uh, John Starks with an X at underscore Faz uh, on Twitter. Are you hopeful for the rest of the season thanks to the Mitch and Kemba we saw against the Pistons? And Matt, I'll throw it to you since Zach is never prepared for questions. Anymore. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I think if they can kind of figure out a way to like severely limit Kemba's minutes, even if it has to be like, I don't think he'd agree to this, but like theoretically, if it had to be like two games a week at most, no matter what, um, that might be it. You know, like you just got to figure out whatever it takes to get him to feel comfortable being aggressive, like he was last night. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday or on Wednesday, I mean, and that, so I'm talking about Tuesday night game against Pistons. And, um, with Mitch, I think it's just going to be fits and starts, unfortunately, while he continues to like get less fat, you know? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say I think I, I'm pretty encouraged by both. I would say that I'm most encouraged by the Mitch developments, though, in the last few games, because I do think the vertical explosiveness is finally starting to come back. And I think he's not second guessing whether it is back or not as much. Like, it seemed like a few times he almost started trying to do something and then almost like bailed right at the end where like going up to jump for a, an oop or something or, or just jumping up to dunk the ball with the ball in his hands just kind of seemed like halfway through be like, wait, can I do this yet? And then would kind of like flub it. And now these last couple of games be getting super vertical. He's, he's playing for long stretches at a time too. I, you know, the, um, the game against, uh, trying to remember, I think it was the Houston game. He played like 18 straight minutes to end the game or something. And that was the one where he had the really good fourth quarter. Um, and then obviously against the Pistons, he played, I think it was only like 25 minutes, which, uh, you know, whatever, but he, he had to play some pretty long stretches in the second half and, and looked totally fine uh, and still had that energy and the explosiveness and everything else. So I, I'm hopeful that that's all coming back. Uh, the Kemba thing is all based on his health. So as long as you can keep him comfortable with his knee and feeling good, then I think he could be good. Uh, and, you know, the Knicks could potentially see some some really good stuff out of uh, out of Kemba going forward. But I don't know. I, I guess time will tell with that. You also just got to keep him in that mindset, which who knows how long the, like, fuck you Tibbs mindset is going to keep going. But as long as he can stay there, the ability is obviously there. You know, it's kind of always been there. And the, the explosiveness has to do with his health. So you can keep the health there and you can keep the mentality there. Then, yeah, I'm pretty encouraged that maybe we could see that from him going forward. Zach, have I given you enough time to think about your answer for this? Question? Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you double checking with me before I answer. Just in yeah, case. I like this to be a safe space for you. So that Thank you. you, know, you I, don't I, have to I really work do too appreciate that. Questions. You're yeah. such a good host. It's really staggering. And, and and that goes for your editing skills as well and your chiefing skills. Wow. Thank you so much. I just, yeah, you know, it's a season of giving. So, is this uh, your way of telling me you still don't have an answer and you just want to get on my good side? <laughs> no, quick, no. Uh, I, I, I don't, I can't gauge my hopefulness on the season as a whole because I'm not a particularly, I'm never sitting there like hoping anyway. I sort of just show up each game and like, oh boy, I would like them to win this. And if they don't, I say, okay, let's move on with our life. But I will say I'm more. I'm more comfortable relying on Kemba than Mitch at this point. Um, I I just cannot trust Mitch, dude. It's just like, bro, it's like it's like a toxic relationship. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Mitch is looking good again. Didn't we do this already? We did this already. What fucking game was that where he dominated? And we're like, oh, here he goes. This was like a month ago, and he played like dog shit again for three weeks. You know what I mean? I need this guy to do it for two weeks. That's it. Then I will start believing it. Yeah, yeah, that that's the big thing with Mitch. Obviously, is is the consistency, uh, and hopefully that starts to come back as his conditioning. Now, I mean, I think the conditioning can't be used as an excuse anymore. Basically, so now from here yeah. on out, if he's looking like he's lollygagging and like he's just not giving his all, I'm not willing to write it off to you know, oh, he's just not in shape anymore because we've literally seen him play 18 straight minutes to end the game, <laughs> and he looked totally fine. Bro, he also showed up out of shape like he's fucking Luka Doncic. Like, yeah. what? like, bro, what are you doing? You're you're trying to get a second contract. Can you? Fucking yeah, I still, like- I still am sympathetic with him on that because I really do think that one, the Knicks were really cautious with him in the off season about you know not wanting to stress that foot. So I think that 
he probably and maybe his personal trainer or whatever took that as like, all right, well, we just got to work on weights and stuff, and we're gonna as soon as we're clear, we'll get you running again. Well, shout out to Kevin Durant. Yeah, just I mean, for the record. Whatever, Kevin Durant <laughs> weighs like five pounds. Like, do you really think Kevin Durant could get fat? I if he don't wanted? think Kevin Durant could, yes. could do that. He does not have the. the well, I guarantee you, we're gonna see Kevin Durant in like thirty-five years, and that motherfucker's gonna be fat. It's gonna happen. This happens to everyone. Thirty-five years is a big difference. He's in his, yeah, he's yeah, in his early saying, to thirties. Absolutely with... get fat if he just sat around and did nothing all the fucking time. No, which I guarantee you is what Mitch did. Which, which still... look, go, 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 go. I do that all the time. So I'm not coming at him like that. It's just that I'm not a professional basketball player who's getting paid like millions of dollars to do this. You know what I mean? And going for a raise. I think Mitch just got bad advice as far as like how to spend his time if he couldn't just flat out run. Like he definitely spent it doing leg exercises of some degree because like his legs looked really muscular. So he can't run, but he could do the leg press. Is that what you're telling me? Well, I see. I don't know if he did leg press per se, but like, I know I'm just, did. I'm just, I'm just trying to point out the hypocrisy here. Alex. Well, I mean, if you can't do leg press, you could still do like, like, uh, leg extensions, you know, you where can you're, like, fucking rapid. swim. I can tell you that. Sure. And, and that's what I was about to say. I would have, you know, if I was Mitch's personal trainer, I would have been like, let's get you on a pool treadmill. So that you can run with like Bro, low impact, but still I, run. I appreciate the amount of thought that you put into this, but there's no fucking way any professional trainer was not like, "Bro, you can go swim for cardio." Dude, there's Mitch has gone like, through like 75 agents. Do you think he really has good judgment on who well, to hire? Well, that's what I'm training? saying. If anything, it's his fault for picking someone who who says what he wants to hear. I guess. I I guess. <laughs> Well, someday well, there will be see, a book. We are not medical professionals, and we yeah. just came up with a better plan than what it appears he did in the offseason. Someday there will be a book written about Mitch, and we'll get all of our Yeah, pro- honestly, you're need. probably right. We'll probably get some stories when he signs with another team. Yeah. I just want to see fat old man Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen. I think No, I don't either. I don't, I don't think Zach's right. I don't think he'll be fat. <laughs> look at, like, look at even like Bill Russell, for example. Like He's got like... He's got like a little bit of just like the natural old man gut from like yeah. hunching because he's an old man. Yeah. But like that's it. Like he's still skinny as a rail. Like Durant's not never gonna get fat, period. Uh, if anything he'll get skinnier. Like <laughs> just like turn to he a doesn't skeleton. die, he just <laughs> fucking turns into a piece of paper and flies yeah. off into the wind. He'll be the he'll be the crypt keeper. Um <laughs> Anyway, all right, we gotta we gotta start moving. We're we're doing this thing again. We're taking way too long on each question. Really? Uh, yeah. Who could have guessed us? Look, yeah. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> I said it first. Who would have thought? Uh, and who would have thought? You've got mail. Anyway, all right. Our next question also comes from the Strickland Discord. Far off the mark has a number of questions, uh, but these are like, you know, aimed at all of us so you know there's like ones for each of us that to answer and then a couple for all of us so um first one i think is for me here so you've got mail tis the season of giving so one question in each one's stocking so the first one is is for me we've learned that alex is meatloaf wolf (laughs) (laughs) does this mean that the new discord member sugarloaf wolf is his wife (laughs) we just got a new discord member named sugarloaf wolf uh, no, I can confirm my wife is not giving money to our Patreon. <laughs> so, can, can you comment on whether you, or not you smell like meatloaf? Do I smell like? No, I actually smell pretty nice. I shower regularly. I wear deodorant, and you know, I try to smell nice. So, no, I don't smell like meatloaf. Thank you for clarifying. 
You're, you're welcome. You've got mail. All right. Uh, Zach, this one's for you. How does Zach's suit with the halo lining look? Fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're like Kevin Knox. You've got a you've got a halo suit. Yeah, it's on the exactly. It's on the inside. It's just Master Chief's head. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking it's sweet, dude. You've got mail. All right, this next one goes to Matt. Since volleyball is to basketball, what superhuman sense is to Spidey <laughs> sense? Shouldn't Matt's last name be Murdoch? Well, uh, I'm not blind. Um, I am a lawyer, coincidentally. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you mean? What? I don't get it. Matt Murdock is, is a lawyer. <laughs> oh, I don't know who the fuck that is. Okay, it's Daredevil. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh my god, you're an idiot. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole. That's the answer. What you dumbass? Oh, just yes. Just yes. <laughs> no, the answer was was no because I'm not blind. Okay, oh gotcha. Far. You've got mail. All right, now this is for all of us, except for uh, wait, Zach. Did you did you do you celebrate Christmas? Um, kind of. Yes, you're, but... you're half Jewish, half Christian, like by birth. Yeah, whatever, I'm, right? I'm not really religious. I'm technically Jewish, but I actually am more of like a eh, I don't really care. So I just do whatever I want. You know? Called agnostic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So Lord, I man. guess. So I guess we'll say. Uh, so. Mark asks, what's the second worst thing after those questions you've ever found in your stockings? Uh, I'll extend that to Hanukkah gift as well for you guys. Oh, thank, so, well, thank you. That's really kind of you. So, because otherwise this would just be me answering about Christmas stocking things. I don't know. Uh, that. So, yeah, right. Uh, Matt, what, what have you gotten for Hanukkah? What was like your second worst Hanukkah gift ever? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've, I don't really like... I don't think I'd remember. My parents never got me anything that was like horrifyingly bad that I'd remember. Yeah. Um, the way it kind of worked is like there'd be a few good gifts and then a, like some smaller ones. Um, but like I, I wasn't like disappointed by that because I knew it was going to happen. So, and it wasn't like it, crap. On Hanukkah, isn't it generally like the gifts like scale up with each night kind of? I mean, maybe that's how some families do it, but my parents were just kind of like, it was something like there would be like one really expensive, I mean, relatively speaking expensive gift and like two or so like pretty nice ones. And then the other four or five were like kind of small things and they just kind of spaced them out randomly. Um, oh, okay. But it would have been fun if they had them all in a pile and made you like, pay Oh, that is, I mean, they did do that. They, it was, oh, it was okay. a pile, but they would number them, but they were all in a yeah. pile. So I'd have to like, look at like first night I'd have to open the one and then the two, three were all just sitting there and be like, I really want to open two through eight because they're right there. But I wasn't allowed. Uh, so they teach you discipline while gifting yeah. you at the same yeah. time. That's right. Did they let right, you exactly. pick by like shaking the gifts? No. When I, did you listen to me? They had numbers on them. Oh, I thought you, I thought you said. Oh, you see, I misunderstood based off how I initially said it though. Cause I said, did they, did they just make a pile that you could randomly draw? No, what I'm saying, yeah, what I'm saying is all the gifts were there in a pile, but they all had numbers on them. So like, so you had, had to, to do find the one in the pile. Okay. Okay, so you had to find the number one to open it. Right, exactly. Okay. That seems like rubbing it in that you can't have the other ones. Like, oh, go dig through your pile of donuts for the one. Yeah, well, probably do. Pile of donuts? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was really... <laughs> I'm, I'm lost in the sauce also. 
All right. Anyway, he probably hasn't eaten dinner because it would take him six hours to do it before. (laughs) Well, I didn't even bother cooking today. Yeah, exactly. He's got Chipotle, so he can have vicious Chipotle later. I did not have Chipotle. No, thank you. I'm really surprised. (laughs) Me too. All right, uh, what what was your second worst Hanukkah gift? Okay, so this is well. So first of all, if anything, I celebrate Christmas, not Hanukkah. We definitely do not do Hanukkah gifts. It's it's Christmas Day, but. Um, this is actually a good question for me because uh, my mom is like uh, a character. We can put it that way. And she, uh, so I'm I'm actually one of eight siblings. So what? Did you know that, Alex? No, I never knew Zach had seven. What siblings. the hell? Yeah, doesn't all this all my responsibility make sense now? Showing up on I time. I just knew you had like a brother for sure. That was it. Oh no, there's three. Of them. I had no idea that you had seven siblings. That is yeah, crazy. bro. So it's crazy up in Christmas. So my mom would be like, like the thing is now it's a joke, but in the, the first time she gifted me just a pencil. <laughs> bro i'm not kidding it was, it was literally a pencil like wrapped up in, in wrapping paper and i was like yo what what is this and everyone laughed about it because that's funny and now it became a running joke but at the time that was definitely uh the second worst and the only reason it's the second worst is because uh number one i don't use pencils uh because i'm not you know i mean at, well granted at the time i was in middle school probably so um okay but she actually gave me a worse gift, and this one is just like just a really bad joke. So my girlfriend was at Christmas, I guess. I, I she was she was definitely there. Whatever girlfriend at the time, she gave my mom gave me a coupon for fucking lube as a Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> so so that's the worst one. Holy oh shit! Yeah, bro. Yo, I'm not, I'm not making that up. That is not a joke. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of hilarious, though. It's sort of funny, but it was very hard to get the moment. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I honestly, I don't really have any like like my mom was to her credit always really good with Christmas. Like she always went all out, like and always wanted to make it super special. So she would like ask for Christmas lists from us, and like within reason would pretty much get us everything on the Christmas list, like. Christmas was always like the time when my parents were like super, super, super like over the top with uh, trying to make sure everything was like perfect. Um, So I'm going to instead I'll give a quick anecdote from a friend of mine that is my favorite cringy Christmas story of all time. Um, So I I have a friend named Derek who's like the best man at my wedding. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can just share this. He'll never know. there's like sort of a running joke that he's like the, the redheaded stepchild of his family, despite being like the oldest kid, his two younger brothers for whatever reason, get like massively spoiled compared to him by his parents. And so that mostly translates over to Christmas. And so I'll, I'll preface this with, so my, my friend is also a huge nerd, you know, just like I am probably why we're such good friends. And so he has a, a friend who, lives out on the west coast and so they were going to go to san diego comic-con together one year uh because like derek had never been and whatever and or maybe he had been the year before and was going to go for a second year or something i forget what the exact circumstances were there but so you know they got up early whatever like got online got their tickets ordered they sold out you know like like right after that and they were like oh sweet we got our tickets it's gonna be awesome blah blah blah. and you know derek was just like 
getting ready to book his flight at that point to go out there. And so like a month after he bought the tickets, his mom goes to him. You can't go to Comic-Con this year. And he was like, why? And she just like, wasn't really giving a good, a good explanation. And, you know, it was just like, sorry, you just, you can't, you know, you can't go to Comic-Con and, you know, we're putting our foot down. Like we just don't want you going out there this year. And he was like, man, this really sucks. And so he, you know, begrudgingly sold his tickets online, you know, probably made a couple bucks or whatever, but didn't make like a ton of money off them or anything and sold them was really like devastated by it. And was like, man, this really stinks. I can't go out there this year. And so (laughs) for Christmas, they're, you know, he and his brothers are opening all their presents and um, there's, there's literally a video of this because they had home movies of like everything. So I've actually seen this moment unfold and basically his brothers, you could see opening their gifts and the one opens it up and it's like, Oh sweet. This is like over 10 years ago. So, so one brother got like the, like Ugg moccasins that were like the shit that one year and were like stupid expensive. And he's like, Oh my God, these are awesome. Thanks so much. Mom, dad, blah, blah, blah. And then like his other brother opened it and got like the same thing. And then it goes to Derek and his and his mom's like, open this one. It's your big gift. And it's like this little tiny box. You're like, what the hell is in here? He opens it up and it's a box of straws. And he's like, straws? He literally looks at his parents like, what is this? Like, what? It, what? <laughs> and, and his mom goes, oh, it's just a joke. Just open it. He opens it and there's a piece of paper inside. And it says, you can go to Comic-Con. <laughs> What? And he goes, <laughs> literally, you can see it on the he video. <laughs> yeah, he goes on the video. He's like, Mom, it's been sold out for months. Like, I sold my tickets. I can't go. It's <laughs> like, no, but you can go. And he's like, No, Mom, I don't have tickets anymore. I sold them because you told me I couldn't go. And oh, she's boy. like, Oh, well, oh, well. It's so funny too, because his parents don't like hate him or anything. Like his parents do actually like, I mean, they're very nice people sure. and everything else, but like, she just had no grasp of this and just was like, Oh, well, that's that. <laughs> I then, that. But wait, so then, that was his gift. Like they were going to let him go. It was a joke the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. So then, is that? Wait, so then, hate him, dude. So so then, it keeps. You definitely hate him. You're wrong. So then, it keeps working around, right? And the funny part is, is that then, you know, you can watch this because it's all home movies. So we watch the the next round of gifts too, because we were mostly just watching to see Derek's face because he literally was sitting there like crestfallen, like staring at the floor (laughs) after this. And so we were watching just for laughs for that. And so then it works another round and like, you know, his parents open a couple gifts and then his brothers open some other amazing thing. I forget what they like. One of them got like a North Face jacket or something like something very expensive again. And it gets to Derek again. He opens another gift and it's like it's a District 9 movie. Right. And, you know, because this is like 2009 or whatever. And uh, and so like he opens it up and he's like, oh, cool. District 9. And they're like, yeah, that's the movie you wanted to see. Right. And he looks at it. He's like. This is a Blu-ray. We don't have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> oh wow! And, oh, wow. and so then he's like, he's like tossed it to the side. It was so funny. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's. I don't really have any stories yeah, like that. I agree with myself. that. I had nice this, but. His <laughs> yeah, there's no way you're wrong. His parents. He's like, how could they not? They were, even if he like hadn't sold the Comic Con tickets, they spent a total of like. 25 bucks on him 
and like yeah. hundreds of bucks I, on his brothers. I mean, to yeah. be fair, there were other gifts in there too for him. Like, I don't know what else he got. I'm sure, I'm sure it still didn't even out, but he had like a stack of gifts. But those were just like the two that were on video that we happened to catch and see, and it was hilarious. Uh, but that, like the Comic Con thing was supposed to, I think she advertised that as like, this is your big gift, open it up. And then it was like, it's not again, go to the thing you sold tickets for two, right. two months ago. But even if he had like, <laughs> whatever, I, I, it's so stupid. <laughs> it would actually be really funny if she had bought the tickets. <laughs> I thought that's what it was going to be. Honestly. I thought it was no, only that she that like, bought, him, bought him new tickets for it. No, he just straight up didn't get to go. <laughs> <laughs> because he sold the tickets and they were sold out. And then probably if he would have tried to buy them again, they would have cost like, you know, would have cost him like, like triple retail at that point. He should have made his parents. I would have been like, mom, you're fucking buying me tickets no matter what they cost. Yeah. I mean, I might've been like that too. I think that he just kind of <laughs> accepted defeat, I guess. And just said, whatever. Sounds like um, a very smart young man. You've got mail. Anyway. All right. So moving to our, our final, uh, question from Mark here. This is the actual Knicks related one. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that anecdote though. But uh, final question for Mark. If the Knicks really were to consolidate assets soon, what would your realistic moves be? Miles Turner rumors aside. Uh, do you, Zach, do you have a thought on this one? I have no idea. That's a good Honestly, one. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Who the fuck is on the trade market that makes sense and is yeah. realistic? I, I really don't know. Matt, do you have any like I, I guess it depends on the definition of soon too. Like, is that by the right. trade deadline? Is that by like beginning of next offseason? Like, yeah, yeah. What are we what are we talking about here? Um Yeah, I mean the thing is like if if we're gonna hope that Mitch is playing better, and I don't even know, like maybe like you know, the, the Pacers are like dumping people, like it'd be cool to get Sabonis, although I don't really know where the heck he'd fit on this team. Um but or like Brogdon would be good, but like I, I just don't know. Like weirdly, even though they're not playing that well, like if if we're gonna assume Mitch is gonna be good again, like there's not really an obvious need other than like maybe a point guard. But I think you really just hope that Deuce plays well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think. It, my answer to this would just be like, I want it to be a young star. So wait till the off season and try to go for someone. I mean, my, I s- still think the ideal move would be try to entice Oklahoma city with Sam Presti's favorite thing, like a bunch of picks, yeah, plus for SG- a couple right. of young players and yeah, yeah, try to get SGA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. I, I, I'm with that. That's one I would go for certainly more than I'll go for De'Aaron Fox. Uh, yeah. I'll go for SGA. I think he's a more complete player. So, uh, yeah, that, that would probably be my answer. I, I'm not super sold on doing Miles Turner anyway because I just don't think the Turner is good enough to make this team demonstrably better where it would justify whatever the cost is to get him uh, at this point. So I'm kind of out on the whole Miles Turner thing. Um, I think that the rest of this season up till the trade deadline, they should probably focus on like around the margins moves and just like try to find maybe not quite something with this level of impact, but try to find like your Derrick Rose move of this year, just like something around the margins and makes the team better and, and helps you out some. Um, what, like, what, I don't even ask him for a specific player, but like, what even is that? I mean, I've been saying for a minute, I don't know if I said it on this show yet. Uh, I said, definitely said it on, on locked on Knicks at one point um, that I think like, if I was going to look at low risk trades that I think could potentially help this team via like style of play and stuff, I would try to get either like Brandon Clark or Thaddeus young or, 
someone in that mold, like mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a small ball, you know, power forward center mm-hmm. that can sort of like muscle guys around a bit so that you could credibly play small ball more. Yeah, um, but would Tibbs do it? Well, if you kind of force his hand, if you include like no yeah. in that trade package right. or something. Yeah. Yeah, and be like, I mean, like you'd almost have to get un- like as much as I love Taj, you almost have to go to Taj then too. Like I, I think unfortunately, and I don't want to like I don't really, I think Tibbs is you know I'm pre- I'm generally happy with Tibbs, but like I don't know how you force his hand without like getting rid of every center but Mitch essentially. <laughs> right. Yeah, he yeah, would just play Taj. He would just play Taj. Yeah, there's that's a very real possibility. So I don't know, maybe it's just a pipe dream in my head, but like that's the sort of move I would make more so than. More so than like straight up uh, trying to make some big splashy move during during this season and consolidate all the assets because the reality is you still got some time with you know quickly Ob, uh, Deuce Grimes, all those guys on their rookie deals. You know that there's still time to figure things out if you're going to try to move them for a, a big star or whatever. But it's got to be the right one because you can't you can't screw around and end up with like a, a situation like the Knicks ran into so many other times where you gave up you know, way too much for someone who wasn't going to turn you into a contender. So you've got mail. Um, I think we can move to our next questions though. Lots of multi-parters today. Uh, Tommy boy on our, on our discord. You might know his hug life on Twitter. Um, three parter uh, <laughs> one in the war on Christmas. Where do you stand pro or against? Do you guys have any strong thoughts on the war on Christmas? It's time for Christmas to go down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give a real answer on the Christmas thing. I have zero problem with, you know, however people want to celebrate Christmas. I, I personally enjoy the like consumerist version of Christmas where it's just kind of like, you know what the war on Christmas is, Alex, isn't the war on Christmas. Like the, it's like the, the fake boogeyman that the right wingers have cooked. Yeah. But the war on Christmas is people saying happy holidays, not, not consumerism. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm saying like, it, no, but they're trying to expand that and say like no, people but, are trying to like Christmas like, is consumerism. There's yeah, can't possibly be the war on Christmas. The last place on earth that's like trying to stop people from buying shit is Fox News. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, my, 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 my answer is I do think that we should say Happy Holidays to like accommodate the fact that not everybody like celebrates Christmas. But are you I also just have that no because problem. we're right here, huh? Are you just saying that because we're right here? Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Okay. Just to just tease you my, my honest opinion on this is like, I personally don't really give a shit, but there's, a, there are, I'm like, if people tell me Merry Christmas, I'm just like you too, you know, even though yeah. I don't celebrate Christmas. But like, um, if, but there are people I'm sure that do get like kind of upset by that. And so, like you're saying, Alex, we should just, you know, accommodate that by assuming that it's safer to just say happy holidays. It's not well, that hard. Guess what? There's like a bunch of holidays that all fall in December too. So yeah. you're pretty safe yeah. in saying happy holidays. There's more than right. just Christmas. That also covers fucking theocracy. Yeah. Even though a lot of people want us to be, it covers, uh, covers Festivus too. Do you guys celebrate Festivus? Mm. No. <laughs> mm. Zach is Googling like Festivus right now. You can't be Googling <laughs> Festivus. <laughs> I don't know how pessimist this is. It's oh. from Zach. Come on. From what? From Seinfeld. Oh, I never watched Seinfeld. Neither have yeah, I. Have never heard of Festivus? that much either, but I know what Festivus is. Wow, the two Jews haven't watched Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. It's just like, I don't really see any, I don't know why we're going down this rabbit hole, but <laughs> I just didn't see much reason to go back and watch a 30-year-old comedy. 
Yeah, I'm good. I actually no, just good. I actually just watched it like front to back recently on Netflix, and it's held up really well. And it's, oh, I'm sure it's funny. Yeah. I just like don't really have a desire to. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm basically watching a twenty, you know, twenty twenty version of Seinfeld when I watch Curb every week. So true. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a funny show. I would suggest watching it. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm sure it's funny. I'm really not saying that I don't think it is. I just okay. don't care enough to go back and watch it. You've got mail. All right, let's uh, let's move to the next the next one from Hug Life here. Who is the worst player you trade Obi and picks for with Obi as the headline piece? I feel like this sort of goes with the last question a little bit, Ooh. but the Christmas question? No, the last <laughs> last full question. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, all right. So, like, who who is the worst player you trade Obi and picks for? Does anybody have an answer? I don't know if I have one. I don't. I don't know. That's I don't really want to trade Obi, honestly. Yeah, that's the big I thing think, is it's really hard to answer because you're like, I don't want to do that. I, I don't think you would get value for him right now. He's playing so well, but like I'm sure a lot of other teams are like, you got to show me more. And also, since he's not playing a ton of minutes still, like I just don't think his value is where it should be based on how the how big a leap he's clearly yeah. taken between seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I just wouldn't want to do it. I guess like... Gun in my head if, if if it was like hmm? I trade him for Giannis. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean I, I think realistically, like if I had to make some sort of deal, I guess it would be like the Miles Turner deal. Like, you know, Miles Turner for OB plus like one or two of the like the surplus picks, you know, like the heavily protected ones. But I'd still feel pretty crappy about doing that. I'd still be like, ugh. If you're like, trading for Miles Turner, it's got to be for Mitch anyway. You you can't trade anyone other than Mitch for Miles Turner. I mean, you can trade more people than you Mitch. You know, Tibbs would be Tibbs would be foaming at the mouth to have Turner and Mitch out there at the same. time. <laughs> oh my god! Stop <laughs> it! That would be very upsetting. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! He Jesus. absolutely would. No. He would because he'd be like Turner could space the floor. We don't need. We don't need. <laughs> <laughs> would actually, actually, okay, it would it would be it would be interesting to watch. I will say that Turner could probably yeah Turner guard fours yeah I think yeah. so, but yeah. he's still yeah. probably best at the five. Yeah, it would I just be kind of funny. Uh, also, he would Alex Tibbs wouldn't do that because like Randall would be at the four and like he's not going to play. No, his, he'll play you know, Randall's Randall's three. He's, yeah, Randall's <laughs> done that recently. <laughs> Out of necessity, but he's done it. Anyway, I, I think you're I think you're trading Mitch for, for Turner effects. What about CJ McCollum? Uh no. Yeah. I, what if it was what if it was Obi in one pick? Like th- this CJ year's McCollum? pick. Let's say it's non lottery, yeah. Doesn't he kind of suck now? I don't think no, so. He's, he's injured, so it's hard to say. But uh he's never like sucked. I think I'd the probably, argument with him has I, always I'd, been Well, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I'd strongly consider it, right? Like, yeah. that's probably about the line, right? Roughly, yeah, yeah. The, and and that's where I'd be like, eh, yeah, you know, if they made that deal, I wouldn't be like ready to go, you know, right. storm the the front office and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? So yeah, I, I think maybe that's the answer, CJ McCollum, about that level of player. You've got mail. All right, and then we've got our third question from Hug Life. Super, super mature question. Do all you man babies think Spider-Man is totally like the greatest movie ever? And- uh, Hug Life, if you want to like 
I don't I don't know what James is like you're gonna get at this from James if you're like brown nosing for him so much, but uh it's not very becoming. Yeah. This is this is quite frankly rude, and I'm tired of dealing with this every like three months when a Marvel movie comes out. Oh my god. Uh, but yes, in fact it is it it was, you know, one of my favorite movies of the Marvel movies, which and is if probably you want to hear more of our thoughts, wait another, I guess, fucking hour once we're done with the rest of these basketball questions. Yeah, no, we're almost there. You know what? Let's just skip past this question this question's stupid. We'll go to the next one. You've got mail. Uh Orange and Plue, at Orange and Plue on Twitter, uh, or at Orange underscore and underscore Plue, uh, our good buddy Mike Plue. Should RJ Barrett want to play with the other younger players on the second unit? Not should he play with them necessarily, but should he want to play with them? Yes. Yeah. Why, what, who doesn't want to play with yeah, them? Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I want to play with I don't them. I really understand why Mike is even asking this, to be honest. No offense, Mike. But, like, I, I, I just don't. To, yeah, well, of course he would. I think probably what Mike's getting at is that you would have to get over the pride hit of not starting. But if he could get over that. Uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. He should want to play with his like contemporaries. I, I, don't think, players. I don't know that RJ would care, honestly, if he were coming off the bench. Like As long as he played like 30 minutes a game, he probably wouldn't really give too much of a shit, I don't think. I guess. I don't know. I mean, he would probably look at it as a demotion because anybody would. Um it's just natural, you know, like you could say all you want that you, you can handle it and whatever, but he would definitely be like a little butthurt about it at first and then probably get over it once he started having a really good time, yeah. and, you know, playing really well um, and, you know, having players that compliment him better. So, yeah, I, I think you I, I think you might be a little hesitant at first, but ultimately would would be into it. Um, and he definitely should want to play with them because um, they fit his style of play so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, do you have anything to add, or do, or are you? Uh, did you did you no. have enough time to think of an answer on this one? No, if you recall, I actually answered first. Yeah, but you said like one word. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very straightforward answer. Okay, <laughs> as you guys elaborated on for thirty nine seconds. Okay, you've got mail. All right, next question comes from uh, the Discord ZMP three two three, also known as Zach Picorni on Twitter. Uh, which Nick in protocol is the team missing the most right now? Um, Zach, <laughs> which one? Damn, yo, you give me the ones that I actually got to think about. Yeah. Um, this is tough because so so the truth is, number one, I didn't actually watch the Pistons game because I was at Spider-Man. So I don't really know what they looked like in that game. Uh, so it's very hard for me to say. My temptation is RJ, just because I think of all the skill sets that we are currently missing, his might be the most irreplaceable. Um, quickly is probably up there. As, not probably, he is up there as well, but uh, he can be like a little erratic. So I think, I mean, as can RJ, but, you know, yeah, that's basically just it. It's either one of those guys, right? Who else could it be? Yeah, I think if RJ is going to come back and play the like, if we're assuming RJ is going to play the type of defense that he played last year and at the beginning of this year, right. it's definitely RJ because they just don't have like a defender to replace him. Um, but yeah, I mean, quickly is the the other good answer. I don't. Oh, Obi's technically out of protocols, so you know, I guess Let's just kind assume of, that like the guys that were in protocols, yeah. so you can you can have Obi in there too if you want. I don't know. I mean, he would be my third choice, I guess. I think I think I agree with Zach. RJ quickly and Obi would be in that order. I think um, Obi would be my, my number one. I just think 
there's something about like the energy he brings and whatever. It literally turns games around like on a dime. And so I think they've been missing that a lot because they have. I, I don't think you can say that like they're missing, despite that Obi should be playing more than 18 minutes a game. I don't think you can say they're missing the most. The guy who plays half the minutes of one of the other guys. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah, but RJ sometimes has been really shitty in those minutes this year. I know, I, I agree with that. But my point was, like, if we're going to assume he's going to play, like, you know, the RJ we expect, not, like, fucking rookie year RJ like he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would hope that's the case. I just, I'm just saying, based off the sample that we have available to us for this year, I think Obi is the most impactful, and therefore the guy that I think they're missing the most. Just because he he literally comes in and turns games around by himself, like if the Knicks are struggling, so I think that's pretty valuable. Even if he's only playing eighteen minutes a game, I think that's that's pretty damn valuable to them. So I, I would say they've been missing him the most. Like, is it really of- even eighteen at this point? It's eighteen. I think it's eighteen. Or was that just a guess? Because that seems off, high. I was just going off Matt's number. Oh, okay, okay. Ah, see, this is how fake news starts, guys. I, I, I think we're bringing us in. I think it's part of the eighteen now. All right. I'm going to tell you uh, right now. I haven't. So we'll move to our next question, though. That 16. Was, All right. Boo hoo. I was close. You've got mail. All right. We'll move to our next question. This one comes from Stingy, our, our very own, in the Discord. Oh, God. Um, no, this one's actually pretty low key, although Stingy has another one later. Yeah, it's much less low key. Um, this first one, I didn't watch the show, so you guys could do this if you want to. If you watched it, I didn't watch it. Spoil Succession it. for me. You each have 24 seconds. So okay. I, I mean, I, I do watch Succession, but I, I James probably listens to this podcast so he can hear us answer his dumb questions. So, <laughs> and he's watching. The re- I assume the reason Cindy did this is because James is watching Succession right now for the first time. So I'm going to not because, you know, there might be other people who are trying to catch up. And I don't want Cindy to put me in that position. All right, so this was this was really actually secretly a test to see if we're good people, and and you pass, Matt, you pass. I don't think Cindy was testing to see if we're good people. I think he was no. just being stingy, but uh, you know, he, he definitely wanted you to do it. Anyway, all right, yeah. moving to our next question. You've got mail uh, or questions, uh, Jake Andrews at NY Critics with an X. What's up, Jake? Uh, obviously, I don't wish COVID on anyone, but like, I'm pretty damn pissed it hit our young players only. I kind of wish it was spread out across the ages more. Am I a bad human for thinking this way? All kidding aside, stay safe, guys. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? It like, do you think that it would have been more advantageous for COVID to have spread across the ages a little bit more, uh, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty fucking annoying to every every time RJ plays a good game. Protocols quickly plays a good game. Protocols. <laughs> I mean, Grimes plays a good game. Protocols. Deuce plays a good game. Protocols. Obi plays well the whole season. Protocols like it's really, it was really fucking frustrating. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I don't wish that anybody on the team is. I, I know Jake's. I wish that either. Like, I just wish that you know the young guys didn't get COVID every time they had a good game for like a week straight. Yeah. It seemed like. Yeah, it was really uncanny the way that it was striking like that. Zach, do you because think by that? the time it happened to Deuce. Everyone was making like after it happened to Grimes. Yeah, it was, we were joking about how oh, Deuce better not have a good game, and then it literally happened. It was crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I literally <laughs> I wrote the recap on Strickland for that game, and I wrote in my I wrote in my thing like, well, it sucks that quickly and Deuce both had such good games because now they're probably the most likely to enter COVID protocols. Yeah. And, and I even made the point of joking like, oh, maybe not IQ though, because that was the night that quickly 
made the comment of like that he'd been showering. Oh, that he showered, wears a mask in the shower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then literally quickly, like I published that and not like two hours later, there was the tweet, like quickly is enter COVID protocols. And then like Wait. an hour after that, it was like do center protocols too. <laughs> Wait, did he really say he wears a mask in the shower? He did. He, he said joking. that in the locker room. That's a room. joke, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why would he wear a mask in the shower? No, no, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, that doesn't. No, I thought what? he was being legit because I thought he was talking about in the locker room. Oh, maybe he was talking about in the locker room. Do they actually shower in a locker room? Yes. Yeah, of course they do. Oh, I've never done that. They shower after the game. Yeah, home. they don't have they don't have There's a gym locker room. Oh, nice I thought room. you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say they don't have tiny dicks. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I thought I thought I just lined myself up for for no. tiny oh, dicks. Oh my god, no, I wasn't gonna because how did you whiff that? The thing is they're not gonna be home. If if they're on the road, honestly, what's the difference between showering in like That's it's probably better showers in the in the locker room than in the hotel? Um, That's true. And also, even at home, like they're not getting home for hours. They this is a, a baseball thing, but like I was one of the Mets pitchers has like a um, Trevor May has like a a YouTube channel where he like goes through his you know routine a lot. And a home game, he doesn't get home until like one a.m. and he lives in Queens. Really? Yeah. Bro, I get home before that. How is it possible? They're going to fucking shower because it's like five hours before they get home. Do they take the subway? No, you drive. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I don't know what the Knicks players do, but like they also, a lot of them probably don't even live in the city because they want to live near the practice facility. So, which as we all know, is, is not <laughs> good. Um, so <laughs> it's probably a long time after home games before they get home. Hey, Matt, where is the practice facility? Don't worry about it. Oh, wow. You know who has a nice practice facility? The Nets. The Nets. The Nets. Yeah, if only the Knicks facility wasn't in redacted, then, um, <laughs> you know, maybe they would attract players. But yeah. anyway, like, if they, I would, like, I guarantee they all live, like, at least halfway between Tarrytown and, and the city. Um, so, like, it probably is a long time before they get home. So, oh, yeah, they shower. Fair. Yeah, why would you want to be riding stinky in a car like that? Yeah, I, I like showering in my house. Me too, but like if I play like if I when I play volleyball, like yeah, I shower when I get home because first of all, there's nowhere to shower where I play volleyball. I was going to say, where are you going with this? <laughs> like, like even if I could shower there, I'm not going to because I'll be home in like 45 minutes. You know, like there, but it's different if you're like hours upon hours before you get home. There's really no reason not to. Yeah. All right, moving to our next question from Jake. You've got mail. In 2018, the Giants, Jets, Mets, Knicks, and Rangers all had top 10 picks, the result of which was Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, Kevin Knox, Vitaly Kravstoff, and Jared Kalenic. <laughs> Doesn't that just fucking suck? I'd ask which team had the worst draft, but what's the point? Jesus. Uh, I don't know who those hockey people are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know Vitaly Kravstoff. Kalenic yeah, is basically but um, I, I don't know. Uh, just pick who is the worst draft pick of 2018 in your opinion. Uh, Matt first. I, I mean, I don't. I can't take out the hockey guy because I don't know who that is. Yeah, just um, Matt, whatever. So I mean, it, it's it's. I guess it's Knox, right? I, I mean, think it's Kevin Knox. Yeah, yeah. really. Barkley, oh, poor like, Barkley just gets injured all the time, but he's talented. Yeah, Barkley's Barkley, just a running back. This yeah, is Darnold, like that was just good. that was like the Giants' fault for taking a running back second overall. It's not right. Barkley's fault. Um, Darnold is you know like a pretty mediocre quarterback, so, like, I guess not worth the third overall pick, but, like, he's fine. He's bad. Jared, Jared Kelnick is, is going to be a good major leaguer, so 
I don't really know what the point is. Yeah, the Mets traded him, which sucked, but like I don't understand. It's not a bad draft. Um, so it's Kevin Knox. I think it was Darnold because I think there was more riding on the Darnold pick than the Knox pick. That's you know, true. Well, that makes it a worse pick, but Darnold is definitely a better player than Kevin Knox. Yeah, but he did ask who was the worst, worst draft. Yeah, I mean, you probably want to say the Jeff's draft was worse because they whiffed on a more important player. Is I guess. Darnold's still a starter, though. So, like, yeah. you know. Well, the other thing, the other thing would, yeah, but he's, like, gotten, he's bad again in Carolina, so. Well, yeah, no, he's bad, but he's still a starter. Where Kevin Knox is bad and he, does I, not even play. I'm telling you right now, once the, once the shine of his draft wears off and, like, the promise of, like, potential which will be like precisely the moment that the the Panthers decide that he's not their starter anymore. He's he gonna be will no longer be a starting player in the NFL. No, he won't. But he's going to be a backup. Yeah, sure. Lots of yeah. In, in fairness, you don't want to draft a backup quarterback. In, I mean, yeah, but you also don't want to draft Kevin Knox, who's in no, college. Like again, Barkley. Barkley is talented. The Giants have no offensive line, and he gets injured all the time, which sucks. But also, also, like we said, don't draft running back second overall. That's not Barkley's yeah. fault. For, but you it know, was, and it was the Nick third overall pick, good. and now is the big thing, like with Darnold. Yeah. It's the third yeah. overall pick. There was a lot riding. It would be like if the Knicks totally whiffed and took like Culver instead of RJ. You know, like well, like, sort of, but no one else was actually even good. Oh, I guess was Josh Allen that same draft? Yeah. yeah. No yeah. one would have – that would not no have happened. Josh York, Allen. No, no one would have taken Josh Allen there. Yeah, I mean, right. honestly, what, what messed everything up is nobody thought the Cardinals were going to take Kyler Murray. Wait, wasn't that the Baker draft? No, it was Baker. It was Baker. Oh, sorry, Baker. I, you're right. I got I got the Yeah. Wow, you sports idiot with that. Oh, yeah. Move it to our next question. How dare you? You've got mail. Uh, final question. All right. Uh Wow, this is, this one this one's a lot. I don't know if I feel like doing a full roster question at this moment, but uh, <laughs> final question: Your Santa Claus sitting on top of MSG. You have for the Knicks eleven fifty dollars Amazon gift cards and four real gifts: an Xbox, a sweater, a bottle of whiskey, and a candle. How do you distribute the real gifts? Uh, enjoy the holiday, fellas. Thank you, thank you, Jake. And he said, "This is the sweater on Twitter. It, it was like a picture of like a black cardigan, basically." Um, okay, so. Let's assign these gifts an Xbox. Who's that go to? Obviously, Kevin Knox, right? Yeah, Kevin Knox. That's <laughs> Even though you know he has it already, you just get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, wait. Do we give it to Derek Rose because he's going to be stuck on his couch for two months? Ooh, no, we still give it to Kevin bro. Knox. No, we give yeah. him the whiskey. Kevin Knox has an Xbox. You said it yourself. There's yeah, no but it's way. funny. If they have, they can buy. They're all millionaires. It's not no, well, yeah, support. obviously. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna give Rose the bottle of whiskey. No, fair enough. Right, Obviously, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, sweater. because he's old. The elder. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> A right. candle. The candle, Julius. Let he like you know his play stopped stinking so much. Yes. Yeah, so- oh, oh. <laughs> oh shit! That was what good. a zinger! All right. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, um, all right, there we go. We nailed it. Nice, Scott. That was so easy. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thanks for the questions, Jake. Happy holidays to you as well. You've got mail. Uh, all right, we're on to James, and then the weird, stingy question, and then the Spider-Man. I think the Spider-Man one, I'm just going to make a quick bonus pod at this rate, because this one is already unwieldy. Um, so James says, rank the following foxes. De'Aaron, Vivica, <laughs> Vivica A., Rick, Michael J., the actual animal, 
<laughs> Fox News, 21st Century Fox, Firefox, the web browser, and me, the other kind of actual Fox. Oh, my God. Uh, so we can agree Fox News and 21st Century Fox probably at the bottom. Well, actually, well, no, 21st, 21st Century, century Fox. 21st Century Fox yeah. could be at the bottom. Actually, tw- 21st Century is technically part of Disney now because Disney, they yeah. came over as part of the Marvel deal. Yeah. So, all right, that doesn't have to be super low anymore, but Fox, Fox News is obviously at the bottom. bottom. Yeah. Um, Who's Vivica A. Fox? <laughs> what? You know who Vivica A. Fox is? Who the fuck is that? I'm Googling it. Oh, An actress. Damn it, Flash. Oh, what? She's super hot? Is that it? Uh, she's, no one wants to say it? But she's like middle aged. Okay. I, mean, oh, I don't know nice who this person is. She's, she's been around for a uh, while. She's probably pretty old. Yeah, though. I don't know who this person is. Okay. All right. I, I don't know who this is. Um, she could go in the middle. Rick Fox can go towards the bottom. I think. Oh, yeah. Rick Fox is above Fox News. Yeah, Rick Rick Fox above Fox News. How do we feel about foxes, the animal? I think they're very cute. They're extremely cute, and they make. Uh, here's what I'm here's, okay, so Fox News at the bottom. Rick Fox, James, for that dumb joke. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Then, I guess Michael like Jay. no, no. Then like probably the 21st century Fox. Well, no, then Darren Fox actually. Michael J. Okay. Fox is a treasure. Quite yeah, I don't know. What you're I, to I don't really know anything about him. What? <laughs> you sure? Are you kidding? World? Do you know Michael J. Fox? You, no, I, I know of him, but I don't know. Back oh my God. Future right, you're so good. Like, okay. You're, right. you're not allowed to answer this question. This yes, is the analysis. He's, he's in Back to the Future, which is like one, one of the best movie trilogies ever. And okay. then he has Parkinson's but, disease and has raised like billions of dollars for Parkinson's research. No, okay. Stop. Stop it. He's back. Yeah. You're out. You're not allowed to answer this. All right. So. Alex, here's what I'm thinking. I'll take Firefox over him. If Fox comes to the bottom, you're you're Firefox has way more personal impact on my life. Zach, shut up. You're not answering the question. <laughs> All right, Alex. Fox News at the bottom. That's obvious. Fox News and then the Rick uh, Fox. Then Rick Fox. Then James. Then, then James. Firefox just to piss off Zach. Um, then De'Aaron. Then De'Aaron. Then 21st Century Fox. Yeah, that's that's good. Then, uh, Vivica, we go, then Vivica A. Then Michael J. Than the actual animal. Yeah, that's fine. The actual animal is cute. I will say I'm a little off on regular foxes right now because there's a diseased one in my my condo complex right now. <laughs> oh, and what the fuck? No, I'm serious. One day I came <laughs> home and there's been like a couple like cats that have been around recently too, and like I've been trying to like catch them so I can get them to a shelter or something if I can. But like, so I got home one day and I was like coming in the door and i heard some rustling like under my stairs cuz like i live like in the downstairs unit so there's mm-hmm. like an open stairwell and uh and so i heard some rustling and like i saw a movement and i was like come here kitty kitty like i thought there was a kitty in there and it, fucking this fox comes out and dude it looked like a fucking demon like <laughs> like he clearly diseased like i think he had mange or something like his fur was mm-hmm. kind of messed up but then like his eyes were like like soulless and like he stared at me, and I was like, oh, shit. And I closed the door. I was like, oh, man, that thing definitely has something. Wait, do you just call out to, like, wild animals that are I thought it was a cat. The There's been cats, like, I, yeah. near my area recently. Like, so, yes, bro, I do. If I think it's a cat, it looked roughly cat-sized. Dude. I, I wouldn't call over a random cat either. But yeah, like, and I love cats, but... Well. I, cats Use are your fine. fucking brain. You're going to die of rabies, and I'm, I'm going to be like the, you know... <laughs> Okay, Michael Scott. I'll be on the the spot. Like, listen, I'm not saying I I told him, but I did. That would be a real shame if there wasn't a literal cure for rabies. (laughs) You know what? Yeah, but you have to, you have to like go get 
if you're not already vaccinated for rabies, which I assume we are, but like, if you're not, you got to go get vaccinated for rabies as soon as you find out that you got bit by something. Exactly. And if I got bit yeah. by a wild animal, I'll go to the ER and be like, you guys vaccinate me for everything under the sun real quick. <laughs> like what? All right, all right. Anyway, anyway, I disagree that, that Zach is dumb because he doesn't know any actors. He doesn't know Michael J. Fox or Vivian <laughs> A. Fox. Yeah, very stupid. You've got mail. All right, uh, James. Is there a heaven? If there is, do you think Marty will go when he dies? Um, <laughs> sure, you're already an angel, so of course you're going. Oh my Matt. god! Thank you. So the, the there's no Jewish hell is the thing. So if there's a heaven, I have no choice but to go. All oh. right. Well, there you go. Wow. Well, theology podcast action yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. You right. too, Zach. Zach, do you have, a, right. you have a thought on this? No, I agree. Okay, good. You've got mail. All right. Next question from James. Was the, would you rather live in a world without Sopranos or a world without Marvel? Sopranos, <laughs> easily. No yeah. Easy. Not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, guys, are you ready? I have only watched season one of The Sopranos. I'm just laying it all out right now. Wait, Let's Zach. I've watched zero episodes of Sopranos. Yes. Yes! I, mean, it, I will say it is a very good show and it's worth I know. I just, like, Marvel brings me infinitely more joy. So yes, I'm going to keep Marvel around. I, I, I mean, he he knows that I've never... I don't know if he knows that you've only seen one season back, but he knows that I've never watched Sopranos. So I don't really know what he was expecting. I, well, I won here. You've got mail. Anyway. So, yeah. All right. What's your favorite Grateful Dead song? None, because I'm not an old... I, I, don't, I can't yeah, I, don't song. <laughs> I literally not, can't one. I am not on enough LSD for that. Yeah, the only one I can think of is Casey Jones, which is, it's catchy enough, I guess. But Isn't that a Bulls reporter? Huh? Isn't that a reporter for the Bulls? No, well, oh, I think Casey that's KC Jones. But yeah, yeah, also it's Johnson. It's Johnson. Oh, okay, okay. whatever, close enough. Yeah. Okay. Casey Jones is also like the anti-hero from Ninja Turtles. But oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think that... Uh, he was an anti-hero, he was just kind of a hero, wasn't he? No, nah, he was like, at first he was a villain, and then he turns into an ally. I don't remember him ever being Sort of like Vegeta. He's like a Vegeta-type story arc, you know? Hmm. Or maybe Vegeta took, a, Vegeta took a Casey Jones-type story arc. I don't know. Whatever. Well, the Ninja Turtles did exist first, but... Yeah. Anyway, well, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Let's anyway. move on. You've got mail. <laughs> uh, what, James also asked, when are you guys going to grow up? Never. I'm a Toys R Us kid. What? You, Actually, you know, let's move on. Do you, no, do you not remember old advertisers from when we were a kid either? Dude, I didn't watch TV when I was a child. I was I, not allowed. So Zach doesn't know anything. I don't know anything. Yeah. Matt, do you remember Actually, the I don't want to grow I, up? I, I, yeah, I, I, do, I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always cool. think of when people are like, like grow up. Or I'm like, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Um, wow. Anyway, so all right. Branded for you, you know what I would say to James? Uh, I bet James appreciates the art that Paul Thomas Anderson makes. And Paul Thomas Anderson gave an interview recently where he said he loves Marvel movies. So fuck you, James. Boom. (laughs) He thought everybody was like Scorsese, but they're not. (laughs) All right. You've got mail. Uh, Another one from Stingy from the Discord. On a first date, would you rather? Totally sober, (laughs) wet and solid, shit your pants while walking together, holding hands the entire time with a dreamboat, or... Not be able to get it up and then piss the bed with a dreamboat at their house. Um, <laughs> oh, and in the piss scenario, you wake up to find this out. <laughs> and then I don't know what this last part is. What the shit scenario, you know the whole time it's happening. Shit scenario. Oh, shit scenario, oh. you know the whole time it's happening. Okay. Um, wait, what's a dreamboat in this context? Dreamboat meaning uh, like I, a I really hot girl. Woman. Wait, you both spoke at the exact same time. So. Like, like a 10, a hot woman. Oh, oh. Oh, definitely number two. <laughs> just what? That's you yeah. piss in the bed while you were. That's, that's <laughs> way more normal. 
<laughs> than shitting your pants while no, okay. walking around and holding not, hands or not, out of your fucking mind. No, no. <laughs> hold on. It's not, neither of them are normal. You can get Wait. out of the shitting yourself. No, no, hold on. No, 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 no. I have heard of people not being, getting, not being able to get up and then pissing in a bed is like relatively normal drunk people behavior. Okay. Shitting yourself while you're on a walk. No, no, no. Shitting yourself while you're on a walk and then continuing to walk as if it's normal. Number one, she's going to smell it. There's you no chance. You continue to walk. No, that says holding no, hands while walking, time. while walking. That implies yeah. during the process of walking. No, you no, can't no. Get that, you, can, you can absolutely. There's nothing in the question that says that I can't realize I'm shitting myself and then, I, and then just be like, sorry, I got to go. It actually says you know the whole time it's happening. Right. That you, you, no, you no. Stick he, I'm sorry. He was. Not, he didn't make this question clear enough. I don't. I don't have to stay and remain with my date. Alex ruling. Uh, what? What am I ruling on again? I'm. I'm not going to oh lie. I tuned God. out. You guys <laughs> Start yelling. <laughs> okay. In the question, does the shitting yourself scenario that Stingy laid out does that mean that you are shitting yourself actively while you're walking and you have to finish the walk before you can address the shit? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure Ugh. Yeah, I guess I'd do the second one. That, but yeah, I mean, exactly. You, uh, you wake up in a puddle of piss. <laughs> yeah, in I her mean, bed, no less. Yeah, <laughs> but it's better than your bed. Either I, way, you're okay, not seeing I'll, this I'll, I'll right interject that at least in the, in scenario two, you could reasonably just like bounce. Like and never speak exactly. to that person again. Actually, you can blame it on her in scenario two, also. Or, yeah, but oh, you, gaslighting. But you, <laughs> no, you could just you could just like leave and never say a word and like not have to look that person in the face. Whereas with the shitting yourself scenario, like yeah, you're gonna have to. Look well, I mean, my reason for picking the shitting yourself is because I was gonna say I'm like just gonna excuse myself. But if if you're ruling that I have to remain with her after that, yeah, you have to finish your basically the second one. However long it takes you to poop in the morning. That's how long you have to stay. All right. You've got mail. Hey, speaking of poop, stingy ass, is duty or caca uh, the funnier word? Duty. Duty. It's duty. Yeah, I it's think caca. I don't know. No, because you're an actual child. Which I makes think, it funnier. I think, yeah. I think caca is funny. You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> of all the things, <laughs> this pod to call me an idiot for. <laughs> Oh, my all right. God. All right. We've reached the end of the regular questions. We're now going to get into Spider-Man stuff. God, I been so freaking long i feel like we should almost record a second pod at this point anyway uh all right we're gonna we're gonna take a pause so if you haven't seen spider-man no way home yet and you want to see it and you don't want to be spoiled turn the podcast off now it's been nice talking to you uh thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time in two weeks uh enjoy your holidays all that good stuff if you want to listen stick around we're going to talk about that in like five seconds i'll take like a five second pause just give you the last possible chance to get out okay all right there's there's the pause so all right so uh do we want to how do we want to lead this off do we want to just because like obviously the pod is running very long now do we want to just each give like a quick thought of what we thought about the movie because there are some questions that kind of ask us, like, how we rank them and, and how we rank the Spider-Man movies and stuff. So we don't have to get into that just yet. Yeah. So, Matt, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I loved it. Um, I Yeah. I mean, Alex knows this. You might know this too, Zach. I, I don't remember if I talked to you about it. But, like, when we first heard the rumors that, that um, Tobey Wire and Andrew Garfield were going to be in this movie, I was, like, really unhappy. 
because I just thought it would like take away from the current Spider-Man story um, and that it would just be like way too gimmicky and weird. And I was totally wrong. I honestly thought the movie, you can nitpick for sure, but like the movie was really, 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 really good. Um, I mean, I'm really glad I saw it in a theater. Hopefully I don't get COVID. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, I I loved it. Well, you know, I'll I'll save my more of my thoughts for more answering the questions, but I just was honestly shocked by how how good it was. They really they pulled it off in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I'll say um, I agree with the the part about you know I think that it stayed Tom Holland's story, which was really important. Like I you know I I think that they did a good job of balancing the fact that the two other like by bringing the two other Spider Men in so late in the in the process too like only bringing them in once Peter was like totally broken and whatever to just sort of be like a support system rather than it being like, Oh shit, you guys are here. Like let's come up with things together. Like right from the rip. Like it was like, no, like, you know, MCU's Peter had to kind of fall on his face, trying to trying to deal with like literally all of the villains from the other two Spider-Man's, you know, adventures. And, uh, you know, then just kind of like needed their help in the end. And they, I thought they did a really good job. They nailed all the jokes and everything, I thought. Like, the little discussion when they're sitting on the scaffolding waiting for the villains to show up. And they're like, so how does your, like, like your web just comes out of your body? Like, what the fuck? Like, to Tobey Maguire. So he's just like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't make the rules. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was, that was just, like, funny stuff. And then uh, uh, I guess my only thing is the, the only problem was that things, other than a few twists... That were pretty funny, like like Doc Ock turning into like a Bluetooth headset uh, at one point for Peter to just like fuck around with once he absorbed the Stark tech and all that stuff. Like a lot of it felt it, just based off the number of leaks, very telegraphed. So I kept, just kind of was like waiting for things to happen rather than being surprised by them in some cases. But that said, like the execution was fantastic. So I I didn't feel like disappointed by that. that oh wait zach, um zach how do you had you not know earlier in the podcast that mac murdoch was daredevil because he was literally in this movie yeah i didn't know his I think name you just didn't know that's what his name is <laughs> yeah okay. i didn't know his name and so I did. <laughs> like who's this random ass blind lawyer yeah. yeah no no i knew that because so i actually i saw it with my brother who is much more like you guys and that he's like a very diehard Marvel. He knew that all the weeks and all that shit where I went in blind and I actually don't even remember the other Spider-Mans. So like this what? was, yeah, no, I don't, I, I definitely saw them when I was young, but I, oh, 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 I thought you remember, you didn't remember seeing them in the movie. I was like, no, no, I need to go to a doctor. Right yeah. now. <laughs> I, was like, yes, I, I really want to, how shocked were you then when they popped up? I, I wasn't because it was it, it was just cool, you know. I was like, "Oh, th- this is cool. This is fun. Let's see where this goes," you know. And that's the thing. Dude, for, if for I had me, no idea that was going to happen, and that happened, I would have lost my mind. I know. That's why you should not look up weeks, Alex. It you would have lost your shit. They're, they're I did that. No, you just don't look. It's so easy. Dude, I just want to say, try it. With the amount of nerdy shit that like I follow on Twitter or whatever, like it comes up in my like recommended topics constantly. Anytime there's anything re- remotely related to Marvel, the trending topics are always. I honestly, like- I, I honestly like don't mind being spoiled. I find it more interesting often to be like, how do they end up doing this thing that I know is coming? I just oh my like- god, you could do that when you rewatch. I guess my thing is, is like, so for example, 
we knew a lot about, say, like Avengers Endgame. And I think this is the difference between Sony and Marvel, too. I just think more leaks mm-hmm. come out of Sony, um, who still runs the, the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. But like, like for Avengers Endgame, for example, you got a bunch of tidbits, but you never got the full scope of what was going to happen. And when you went into that theater, like you had an idea, but like everybody just had theories. There was no actual knowing what was going to happen. Whereas, there was like, actually literally the, the leak, Alex, like months in advance. But weirdly, I didn't read it. Um, I knew like a good amount of what was going to happen. And I think I told you guys this, but like, remember when on Snapchat, like that asshole, like Prince in like Pakistan or whatever, got a free early showing and like put a bunch of shit on Snapchat of the big no ones from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't avoid, I couldn't help myself but to watch those, even though I was literally days away from seeing the movie. So like I had the cop picking up Mjolnir, Mjolnir, Roman Moore, et cetera. But anyway, there was a uh, like literally spot on plot leak that came out like six months before Endgame and nobody believed it because they thought it's really funny because I, I, I didn't read it at the time. But like, I remember when the movie came out, a bunch of people were like, yeah, I can't believe like it was the plot leak was right. But like everyone hated that leak at the time and thought the plot sounded so terrible so they didn't believe it, but then like they did it perfectly in the movie. So like even knowing what's going to happen like doesn't mean that the movie's ruined. Like it doesn't. You reading a summary of a plot or of moments doesn't it, like you have to see it on screen for it to really. I mean, th- no, that that makes sense. I'm not going to tell you that the way you're viewing it is wrong, but I, I will just say that like there are times where I, I view when I'm seeing the movie the first time, I don't really try to like analyze a movie. I just try to enjoy it. And, and then the second time, I'll be like, oh, okay, well, you know, what, okay, so when did they introduce this character? Like you were saying, like, let's analyze how they did this in a way that worked. Exactly. It worked. too much time trying to figure out who all the actors are. <laughs> that also, yes, yeah, so I will then look up IMDb who, who, and start Googling. Who's names. Willem Dafoe? Never heard no, of him. No, Willem Dafoe was so fucking good, dude. He's, <laughs> he he's awesome. so funny. Yeah, I, like, honestly, if, the, if a superhero movie were going to ever get another, like, non visual effects Oscar, I could absolutely see him getting supporting. His role yeah. is too small. Yeah, but I don't he was, know about that. I mean, I mean he, he was, was barely in the movie. He was the main antagonist. He was. Yeah, he was the main villain. But there were six dudes. It's not like like yeah, but he, he didn't like, have that much screen time. I wish he had more. He, he was definitely the main villain because like Doctor Octopus switched sides like halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah, and but he was also, also the last one to appear, wasn't he? Yeah, but not that much longer after. No, but that you get all these sequences. He probably was in there maybe an hour, 15, an hour and a half into the movie. Goblin was in the No, last no, movie. that's when the Spider-Man showed up. Yeah, no, Goblin wasn't the, the last one to appear either. He was the second one. He showed up. Well, technically, but we don't see him. We only hear his voice. No, he was there. He flies up on the glider and then flies away. Right, but, well, but if you're trying to give Willem Dafoe the act, like, he's not actually acting. He's no, just, but then they showed him shortly him. there. They showed him shortly thereafter, like breaking his mask and everything, and having yeah. his like moment. Yeah, with yeah. His other stuff. I mean, yeah, that he showed up great. like he showed up probably about a half hour, forty minutes into the movie, which is not a little later than a main villain normally would. But it's like not really that bad because you have to do all the setup first. I mean, yeah, it's a two and a half hour movie, and I'm going to guess he was not on the screen for more than twenty or twenty five. I mean, freaking Marlon Brando won an Oscar despite only being on the screen for... Are you talking about Apocalypse Now? No, didn't he win for Godfather? Oh, no, I don't know. I thought you were referring to the end of Apocalypse Now. But also, Anthony Hopkins won Best of Yeah, I was about to say Anthony Hopkins. And he was on screen for 20 minutes of that movie. Finds the Lambs, yeah. No, it was six. Six minutes? Yeah, he was only in like the very last scene of the movie or something like that. What? No, he was, in 20, he was in like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, not six minutes. That's I thought crazy. it was six. 
Hold on. No, I can think of at least three scenes that he's in. Uh, yeah, so all the, every time that Clarice went to go see him, it was like a three, four minute scene. So right. She went and visited him like three, four times. Plus the end of the movie. So, anyway. Uh, oh, okay. It's it's 24 minutes and 52 seconds. But it is, um, it's the second shortest ever to win an Academy Award for Best Actor. Well, yeah. so if my, uh, if my thing is right, then he needs five more minutes. Boom, <laughs> boom, back it up. Let me All see right. if we can figure this out. You know, All Thanos right. was only was. I mean, Thanos had the most screen time of anyone in Infinity War, and he was on screen for twenty nine minutes. That makes sense. There's yeah, so many I mean, characters. he was bouncing around like crazy. So yeah, yeah. Cool which actually, this movie was sort of like that, which is why it's impressive that it actually worked. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the actual to the questions from people here. You've got mail. Um, the first one is is about how you guys are a scumbag. Or scumbags. Uh, Jax365 returns to ask some Spider-Man questions. Respectfully, is Aunt May elite? We're being very respectful here, Matt and Zach. Nothing disgusting, you Matt, filthy what did we ever animal. do to deserve this? I don't know. Exist? Is it because we're Jewish? Is I think Marissa it is. Tomei's Aunt May elite? <laughs> yes. Yeah, obviously. She's great. She's yeah. such a nice yeah, person. Yeah, she's, she's great. Yeah. Happy Hogan's a lucky man. Um, well, not really. Yeah, I mean, is he? Oh, <laughs> uh, you sure? She broke up with him. I mean, and not then by the I, end of the movie, but she yeah, broke up with for him. The, for the, she broke right, up with him, the, and then like he he let her stay in his house anyway, and then she died. And then, and then on top <laughs> of it, he forgets how he actually met her because at the end he doesn't remember Peter anymore. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go down this. Like, I really don't want to do this because we'll talk about it for twenty five minutes, but. That fucking spell makes no sense. No, I try yeah, to don't think it, no, don't think about it too hard. Is one of the I don't things, think the spell you know, was meant to that. make sense. It's literally just like taking like so in his brain he's got a flow chart of, you know, uh Spider Man and then goes to I know, you already explained this right. Go ahead, but yeah. so it's like it's Spider Man and then he meets Peter Parker and then that introduces him to Aunt May. And essentially it's just wiping out the Peter part with like an eraser, you know, off the dry eraser. Who does he think Aunt May is? Uh, he just all he knows is that he met her through Spider Man, and I bet what they're gonna do in future movies is Peter's probably gonna be able to like jog people's memories or whatever because the spell is imperfect, and if he tells them the right things, it's almost gonna be like amnesia. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is like there's really no reason for Peter not to just tell Happy right then that he yeah. <laughs> that that was just- but Peter also clearly just kind of made up his mind at that point that he just wasn't going to introduce anybody back into his life was going to go full solo because he wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever. Like, anymore. I really do understand plot-wise why they did it, but it just, like, logically, him not telling MJ or Ned who he is makes sense. Like, he, he just realizes, like, he sees her injury and is like, I bring them back into my life and they're just going to get hurt again. Um, but Happy, like, you know... All that Happy can do is just like give him money, which is pretty good. So <laughs> I think you can probably tell him. But he's also almost gotten Happy killed like five times at this point too. So. Yeah, but so I mean, Tony got Happy killed like five times also, almost. Yeah, and I'm sure Tony felt like an asshole for it too. So now he doesn't have any uh, super. Anyway. <laughs> Tony's dead anyway. I'm sure he felt like an ass about it. He definitely did feel like an ass. No, I mean, in Iron Man three, he was in Iron Man three. He was very, he was pretty broken up when when Happy almost died. Very remorseful. Um, yeah, you've got mail. Anyway, all right. Another question from Jax. Uh, where would you put No Way Home in your Marvel list? 
Matt, I know right after the movie, you messaged me. We were like, holy shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go back. I'll, I'll go back. Yeah, I'll, I'll go last. So let's not go. All right. Uh, the general, probably, I mean, top 10 for sure. Top five. It's, it's definitely close to top five. I think I still like the first Spider-Man better as an outsider. Again, I have a very different perspective. So, like, all the fan server stuff, I didn't hate it. Which is which is interesting because I was actually very prepared for the fan service to be insanely over the top and for me to be like rolling my eyes like I don't get any of this and I definitely didn't get any of it but you can tell when it's happening because it's clearly like they make a line and there's like a weird silence where there shouldn't be you're like oh that's a thing everyone recognizes and I don't but it was still you know that took it away a little bit that's why I think I like the first one better but they're both fantastic movies and I love them both. Um, I would probably, I got to really think about like the top five now, but I know usually the fifth spot is the one where I start being like, eh, on my, on my top five. So I think that I can safely put it in the top five. So I would still definitely say like infinity war, winter soldier, Ragnarok end game. And then Spider-Man no way home, I think is number five now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. And maybe with more watches, it might actually go up more because like I said, I, I, for me, having known all the leaks ahead of time, it just sort of it didn't take me out of it, but I, I felt like it was more predictable. But I feel like I'm going to be able to like appreciate all the little, all the little you know references and stuff more the more times I watch it, and will also appreciate like the chemistry of the three actors together, which I thought was really great. The more times I watch it, so uh, to say nothing of the villains, which I think also all of them played their parts really well too. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I think it's comfortably top five for me. So, yeah, I mean, Alex, what you were getting at, and I, I accidentally cut you off, but um, I walked out of there and was like, this is number one for me. But I knew that it wouldn't really last more than like 30 seconds feeling that way because nothing will ever. I really can't imagine a movie like seriously being better than Ragnarok in my mind among Marvel movies. Um, so here's where I have it right now. It's sixth on my list, but kind of like in the same, like if I were to say, here are my top six movies there. Infinity War, well, Ragnarok, Infinity War, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Endgame, and then this. I would say those first three, Ragnarok, Infinity War, Winter Soldier, are like, in my mind, among Marvel movies, the like unimpeachably perfect ones. And then those other three, Guardians, Endgame, and this one, are kind of like, these are amazing movies, but I can kind of pick some nits with them. So like, I would kind of put it in that second tier of like, these are like really, really, really awesome movies, but they're not perfect in the way that I see Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Winter Soldier is like perfect superhero movies. All right. Uh, we can move, I think, to the next question because this one's going to, it's sort of in a similar vein. You've got mail. Also from Jax365, uh, right? The Spider Man. So Tom Holland, um, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. And there's no other ones. I guess. Now, now let's just do the live action movies ones because yeah, it gets too confusing. They can start expanding like, oh, all the animated series and yeah. like no, uh, Miles in uh, Into the Spider Verse. We're gonna get to. I mean, we have a question that will include Into the Spider Verse. I think for all three of us later on. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, uh, so rank the rank the live action Spider Man. Who are your? You guys do this because I haven't even seen. Okay. I don't remember them. Matt, right. I'll make you go first. All right. Um, I I know it's like blasphemous for I would not say this about his movies but I would say I think Tobey Maguire is my least favorite Spider-Man um 
I'd probably do Tom Holland, then Andrew Garfield, then Tobey Maguire. And especially after this movie, they did a lot of work rehabilitating Andrew Garfield to be like, to be like, hey, look, this guy's a good Spider-Man, and uh, his movies just stunk. So, yeah, that's that's what I would go with. I would Tom first, then Andrew Garfield, and then Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I have a really hard time like ranking them because I actually think they all were fantastic, like in their own ways. Because I think that they did the movies the way that they were meant to be done, like by their directors, like to a T. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so like, like I think Tom Holland's has been perfect with like the boyish charm, you know, whatever. But I will say, I think I've got him at number one just based off of this movie because, I mean, there was some of it with like actually not just based off this movie, like the end of Infinity War, like nothing mm. makes you want to cry more than when he than his like apparently ad libbed scene. Where, Insane. Yeah, he says that you know to to Tony like don't don't you know I don't want to go I don't want to go. You know, whatever, yeah. like, that's, like, the most heartbreaking scene of that whole movie. Um, in this one, obviously, like, his post-Aunt May death uh, trauma was, like, next-level, like, shit for a Marvel movie. Like, that scene hit really hard, because that was, like, the one surprise of the movie. Nobody knew that Aunt May was going to yeah. die. Yeah. Um, so, like, that hit really hard. Like, um his overall like rapport with the other Spider-Man and stuff was great. The anger, like when he sort of like snapped and was like ready to kill Green Goblin, that was great. Um, you know, it was just it was really good performance all around. So I think that this movie cemented him as number one for me because he sort of hit all the bases. Like he's had like the the boyish charm one, which is what they always kind of went for, like initially with Tobey Maguire and stuff like that. And then like he had the sort of like romance, like teen romance thing that they tried to do with Andrew Garfield in the second movie, which is essentially just like a teen relationship movie, like wrapped up in a superhero film, which it was just like really fun. Um, and then obviously this one was like the more heavy, like dealing with all that shit as well as like what he did in infinity war and, and all that. So I think he's number one. I, I don't know if I can pick between the other two. Cause I think it's kind of a toss up. Like I'm kind of in agreement where I think Andrew Garfield has caught a bad rap. Mostly he was tasked with like that. Those movies were like meant to be like romance movies and like his, his chemistry with Emma Stone was like the best of any of the chemistries of any of the, the Spider-Man love interest. It's so weird. They all started dating by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of right. Um, I guess it's just that great of a connection in the movie. (laughs) But, uh, Hey Zach, you know if you ever if you ever want to find someone, <laughs> you should just become Spider Man. The uh, whoever plays whoever plays your love interest will want to date you. Oh well, yeah, I mean Spider Man, dude. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, that's easy. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so I don't know. I think just I think I'll probably go Tobey Maguire next, and then Andrew Garfield. But it wasn't really Andrew Garfield's fault. It's just his movies weren't as good, and so therefore I don't think he stands the test of time as well. He was really just like so good in this though. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they gave us great. Yeah, I like. Hope that- Toby Wire kind of felt like, I mean, I like he was good too, but they, it just kind of was like he's here to just be like a mentor and like a steadying presence for for Tom Holland Spider Man. But then Andrew Garfield was like they really wanted to give him his own arc, and it, and it almost felt like they were setting him up to come back again. Or something. I would be, I think we t- you and I talked to this Alex, but like I think I think Andrew Garfield's coming back. I think Toby Wire might come back in like Secret Wars or something for a brief cameo, but otherwise no. But I think Andrew Garfield, we're going to see him in other stuff. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a good chance too. So, with, with them even making the distinction of trying to like be like he's the Amazing Spider-Man and then this right. is Spider-Man, you know, like well, did you see? Yeah, you're talking about on the website, right? Yeah, yeah. Because on the so to explain to people who are listening on the website, if you haven't seen this on the Marvel website, they finally revealed 
that the other Spider-Man are in this movie. And on Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man page, they say he's the one and only amazing Spider-Man, which like is very suspicious. Well, and it's also, that's a comics thing too. There's been different runs yeah. of Spider-Man comics of, you know, amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, you know, whatever friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know, which is what they call Tobey Maguire. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but Tom Holland, they call him for the neighborhood Spider-Man all the time too. So like, they call on the website they called him friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but it's obviously not like they wanted to make a distinction for Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in the way in a way that they did in with Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, yeah. You've got mail. Uh, all right, another another question for us here from uh, Jeremy <laughs> Cohen, our very own. I have a mailbag question. If you run out of questions, well, we certainly didn't run out, but we wanted to get to all the Spider-Man ones. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, <laughs> Rosemary Harris, Sally Field, Marissa Tomei. Oh. There's a bunch of like people's action. Current? At the time of their Spider-Man movies. As oh, okay. okay. Well, because I Googled Rosemary Harris, so I was like, okay, this isn't what I was expecting. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know she was alive still, honestly. I thought she might have died. All right, so let's hear it. Who's? What's your... Uh... I mean, I, I think this is pretty straightforward, isn't it? <laughs> uh... Is it? I don't know. Let's am, am I take, am I am I gonna take? Fine, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I will definitely marry uh, Marissa Tomei. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find a picture of of these two. Se- well, okay, so that, they're both older. Here, the thing is, they yeah. one of the best decisions they made in my mind for the new Spider-Man trilogy was to like make Aunt May age appropriate. For some reason, in the comics and in these other movies, to follow the comics. Aunt May was always like 90 years old. Yeah, why is she a grandma? It doesn't make sense. She's the aunt, not grandma. It really no sense. But that's how it was in the comics. That's how they did it in the movies. That's right. Like, Aunt May should be like 50. And so that made, it made sense for them to make Marissa Tomei Aunt May. Um, I think you, I think you, you just like, I mean, maybe you, I was going to say marry Sally Field because like, she's obviously rich and, but I could just marry Marissa Tomei and have sex with her multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, unfortunately for Rosemary Harris, I think. Uh, yep. Sorry, Rosemary. I'm sure yeah. you're very kind, but I've only you're gone four, gone. So, yeah. actually, wait, Zach. You marry uh, her. Get her. Get, you get in her will. Oh my God! I'm <laughs> wow, this is diabolical. Jesus! No, <laughs> this, no, no, turn into no. This is not. No, Matt. Like Matt is diabolical. I want no part of this. <laughs> I already gave you my answer. It's Marissa Tomei, Mary, Sally Field. I'm going to fuck her. And I'm going to, sorry, Rosemary, I won't have fun, but she's going to be killed. I'm sorry. All right, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. I agree. Marry Marissa Tomei, fuck Sally Field, kill Rosemary Harris. Sorry, Rosemary. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. She seems so nice. Like, yeah, she does seem <laughs> really a very nice old lady. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Would you, oh. would you, <laughs> when you were killing her, would you make her say, finish the line, deliver us? From evil. <laughs> oh, I don't man. think that gets that. I don't get it. Now it's been the first Spider-Man. Green Goblin figures out who uh, you know Norman Osborn figures out who Peter is, and so then uh, his Aunt May is sitting like doing her rosary before bed or whatever, and uh, and and then she's saying you know the deliver us from evil uh, prayer, whatever that that one's called, and. Uh, she gets like right to the deliver us from evil line, and then he uh, he blasts her her wall open, and she's like, "Ah!" 
and then he goes, <laughs> finish the line. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, but it's still Willem Dafoe, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I need, I need to watch that. And he goes, like, finish, finish the line. And then she's <laughs> like, Spider Man. The original, the original Spider Man is so over the top. It's really, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but Willem Dafoe sounds perfect for that. Oh, he's great. Like, he actually, like, he. He toned it down in this movie in like a really good way because like he's so cartoony in Spider the original Spider Man, and in this one he's like still the same character but like much more like normal like villainous but like not in a cartoony way. Right. Um, and yeah, he just did a really good job. By the way, when we why were we comparing him to like best actor people? He would be best supporting actor. No, he said that. Yeah, you said best supporting. I did. I yeah, but like, then we started talking about like people like, the best actor, but. Anyway, you could be right. on, you could be on screen for. All right, we gotta hurry the hell up. We've been doing this pod for like two and a half hours, and I've eaten dinner, and neither is my wife, and she's well, ready. You should have eaten dinner before. No, we couldn't you because she wasn't home. She, she got home midway through, so you know you can cook before she gets home, right? No, shut up. Anyway, oh, our, oh, our last two questions. You've got mail. Uh, last two, one come or both come from Zach Picorni, ZMP three two three VR Discord. Oh, man. Uh, what are your top three Spider-Man movies? Rattle them off quick. We've definitely talked about them a bunch already. So, Matt, go first. What's your top? All three? right. Um, number three would be Spider-Man Two. Number two would be this one, and number one is is obviously Into the Spider-Verse. I think that'll be number one for all of us. Uh, oh. Zach, what are your top three? Oh yeah, something like I forgot that Spider-Verse counts. That's definitely my favorite. I think um, I think I'm going No Way Home number one, and then Spider Verse, and then you're, you're no, you're gonna yeah, you're, stop that. you're gonna change that when you have a little yeah, more. Go watch Spider Verse. Spider Verse is so good. I do too. Spider Verse yeah. is so good. <laughs> I mean, I do love Spider Verse. It's really. I I don't know. I just think that like the live action plus the. I mean, not to say that. I mean, the animation was gorgeous in in uh, Spider Verse, but like the overall like nostalgia bomb and and nostalgia factor of. And like just the achievement of getting all those three guys to agree to come back and do this movie. Are they doing anything else, Alex? Yeah. Well, Andy Garfield is like gonna win an Oscar, probably. Really? Yeah. He's boom, in yeah. tons of movies. Yeah. <laughs> tick Tick Boom, it just came out about the, the guy who created Rent. Created and he was what? also in what uh, Dunkirk a few years ago. In Dunkirk? What? He was he in Dunkirk, Dunkirk or nineteen seventeen or whatever. He wasn't in Dunkirk. No, he was, he, yeah, no, he was not. Was it nineteen seventeen? No, one of those not. like World War One or two movies. Nineteen seventeen was about British people. Is he British? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> he's extremely British. Yes. He's. I mean, he sort of looks British, but he's not. He was born in L.A. Also, Andrew Garfield was. I mean, this was ten years ago. But Axel Ridge, dude, get it together, Jesus. Whatever, Christ. whatever. No, completely different. Yeah, Hacksaw, well, I guess you are thinking of Hacksaw Ridge, but um, oh my. Anyway, God. the point is, Andrew Garfield is still a pretty. You know, he's wow. in a lot of a lot of movies. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot, but he's doing he, stuff. I mean, he was in two pretty big ones this year. That that Eyes of Tammy Faye movie was also like a pretty popular All movie. Right. Enough, yeah. enough going over Andrew Garfield's discography. Only uh, one other movie since 2018. Just one second. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah. Regardless, that's that's my ranking. I'm sticking to it for this particular moment, but maybe I'll change at some point. Feels good to be wrong, doesn't it? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it feels great. <laughs> feels great. You've got mail. All right. Final question from uh, from ZMP. Our boy Zach, uh, what do you think they're going to do next with Tom Holland, Spider Man, and the MCU? Keep it somewhat brief, but what, what's your prevailing theory? Yeah, theory. Zach first, since yours. Yeah, let me go first because you guys. Yeah, you have 
definitely some wild ass shit that you've been saving up for two weeks. Uh, I think it, I, well, I hope what they do is they incorporate it into Spider-Verse. That would be so fucking cool. I actually was thinking after this movie, how cool would it have been if they had somehow gotten someone to be Miles Morales in this movie? That would have been cool. Let's go all the way. Let's bring these guys, all three of them, as voice actors into Spider Verse. No, Let's they're obviously go. they're obviously going to have their own Miles at some point, so they weren't going to do that. Right. Yeah, but I, I actually oh, right. I do think I do think they're going to show up in in the Spider Verse sequel. Yeah. yeah, I think they have to, right? They, there was the director said something about how they like sh- pretty strongly considered bringing them in for cameos in the first one. I guarantee yeah, they're going to. I guarantee they're going to be in this one. Yeah, that, that's cool. I'm excited. To yeah. See that. Um, yeah, they're going to do their own Miles Morales. I mean, they've teased him every time. Like in this movie, Electro makes a comment to uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man about how he thought he was going to be black. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, and then he goes, somewhere out there, there's got to be a black Spider-Man. Like that was obviously a, a hit in Miles. Um, Wasn't that anyway. a joke in the movie, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that, right. yeah that that's what I said. Be. I said Electro. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I mean, the obvious answer is is Venom. Um because the symbiote was left behind in the in the mid credit scene, but Alex and I kind of we talked about this and we kind of both agree that they might hold off on that. Um, so I don't. I really think that they wanted to do Craven for this movie. If they couldn't get multiverse, I still think I could still see that be being where they go for the next one. I think regardless of what it is, it's going to be a somewhat powered down villain for the next one, which is why I think Craven could work really well. Because um, I think that. He's gonna, and maybe even with Kingpin involved in some way too. That they just yeah, they could do Kingpin. Yeah, I could see um, that because I clearly you know Peter's in a suit that he made with his own sewing machine. Now he doesn't have Tony Stark's like backing and funding in a, a you know multi gazillion dollar suit anymore. So he's gonna kind of like be on his own now, and I think he's gonna have to like face his own like limitations as a solo superhero and like a neighborhood Spider Man. You know, that's just patrolling around New York that nobody knows his identity. He's not an Avenger anymore or whatever. Um, so I think they're going to try to keep him more street level. That might be Kingpin. That might be Craven. Um, you know, like hunting him. Maybe Kingpin hires Craven. That could be kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few theories out there that the team, like the superhero team up for the next Spider-Man movie would be Daredevil because, you know, we already got him in this one and like, you know, it would just sense. For Kingpin to be the villain and Daredevil's now like you know he and Daredevil are trying to take him down. Yeah, and Daredevil is also already going to be showing showing up in the Echo show apparently. Right. That they're making. So it's Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, so it's Kingpin. So maybe that's just maybe this the next Spider Man ends up being the continuation of that Disney Plus series. Yeah. Um, Which would be kind of cool to be honest um, to see that all all work out like that, but we'll see. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be Venom though. I think they're going to save Venom to be sort of like the main villain of maybe the middle movie and then there will be sort of a you know turn venom into an anti-hero in the the third movie of like the next trilogy of movies which they've already confirmed there's going to be another trilogy yeah do Um, you quick question before we end alex do you think that in the next venom movie andrew garfield spider-man is going to fight Venom? that would be interesting but i don't know i i think that might happen i'm actually just kind of disappointed that um that uh, it seems like uh, Tom Hardy's not going to be Venom in the MCU. No, I think it's better off. That's it's such a weird like it's too weird for the MCU the way they did that Venom. 
I guess. I don't know. I loved it. Like, but no, I, I, don't, I don't dislike it. It's just like, it's just not the, I guess the, the fucking weird. Well, the only thing too is if he was, you know, if, if that Venom was in the MCU, like he's already an anti-hero, like he's unequivocal. Yeah, they need I him. Need him to be an antagonist. They need him I to be like a hero villain. Like I could see him fighting in his in Venom three, fighting a Spider-Man briefly. It obviously wouldn't be Tom Holland Spider-Man fighting a Spider-Man briefly, and like then them joining up to you know fight like the resurrected Carnage or whatever the fuck. But yeah. um, I just don't Venom. The that Venom is just not the right kind of character for the MCU. I'm not shocked at all. They took him right back out. Yeah. Yeah. But at any rate, we'll, we'll surely see more over the next couple of years. Uh, uh, if if you didn't watch Hawkeye all the way through yet, definitely watch that now too, because I think that's going to have some sort of uh, the world that they're setting up there is going to have some sort of impact on uh, Spider Man and other stuff like that going forward. But anyway, this has been episode I don't remember because it's been forty four, so yeah, forty four, forty four of Nick's bailed out bag. Thank you all for listening. I'm gonna go eat. Because it's like ten thirty, and I'm gonna die. Um, and it's been a, it's been a two hour and twenty minute long podcast. It's been forever. Yeah, we we started right at eight o'clock. But yeah. so yeah. anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, enjoy your holidays, everybody. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't, just enjoy the you know the Saturday where everything's shut down. I guess. Uh, but go see a movie. Go see Spider Man or something. Uh, movie theaters are always open on Christmas. So, um, but do so safely. Wear a mask. Avoid the the virus as you can. And uh, we'll talk to you all in two weeks. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.